the biggest names, the best talent. Oh my God! You're listening to Sports Radio 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. By the way, Marty and Evan Turner get a life. I have no life. I have no life. I have, I have, I have, I have no life. I have no life. Yeah, we know Marty. Punk this. I have no life. Neil God. Once there was a senator who was caught indulging a habit. A Bougaron, not much different like a typical neocon faggot. Stance, you know, sure, like a uh, baseball player to play, like Norma Kent at the plate. I'm sure Norma's got a wide stance. Correct, right? Anyway, it's 10:02 at 5:60. WQM. Happy Wednesday, El Vente de Febrero. How do you like that? Now that Castro resigned, I'm going to start doing this show in Espanol. All right. How did I say Noventa yesterday for nine? That was embarrassing. Whatever. Nine, ninety-nine. That's nobody's, my goal. I'm going to score. What? Nobody's keeping score. Oh yeah, they are. And little Havana man. So anyway, yesterday we had that uh, somewhat amusing but very obviously fake letter from the Hollister Hudson Media Group about inviting me to be on some yeah. gay radio network. And, of course, uh, you know, once I got through reading it, it was so obviously fake. And isn't that what I said once yesterday? Once you got through reading it, once you started reading it, you yeah. said this is fake. And today we get also on the same fake uh, header here, Hollister Hudson Media Group, San Francisco. You've been punked. Uh, well, it only counts as being punked if you actually fooled anyone even for a second. Right. That's correct. says, hope somebody hires you, pally. Oh, don't keep working for those schmucks you deserve better. Get yourself into a real radio setup somewhere. Your fan, Marty and Aventura. Hey, Marty. Anybody who would have taken the time. I mean, two pages, and there was allegedly a third, although obviously that was part of the scam. But typewritten, single-spaced, 80 million words. Right. All I can say, Marty, I have no life. get a life. Get a search party and go find a life. You've been punked. Ha, 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 Typical a-hole, man. Typical South Florida a-hole. And there's so many. It's just, it's just amazing. Shocking. A very, very good reason not to be there, by right. the way. I think this is where the factory is, isn't it? 
the a-hole factory where they're yes, all produced? Yes, that is correct. They have an assembly line. Export they just, uh, to the rest of the world. They just punch them out like Oreo cookies, man. Mm-hmm. They just punch them out by the zillions. Nice job last night, Swillery, by the way. She's all done. She don't want to admit it, and she keeps talking. In denial, as if there's no uh, elections going on, if there's no, no votes being counted. She just keeps ignoring it. And he's making all those speeches. The fact that he's a great orator and he inspires people. You see, we're not supposed to pay any attention to that. Yeah. The fact that she's a shrill, hateful bitch. <coughs> we're supposed to ignore <coughs> that, too. She's going to wind up losing Texas and Ohio, I do believe. I mean, I could be wrong about that. I'm pretty sure about Ohio. I think she's going to get her nasty, cold ass whipped big time, and she might enjoy it. Speaking of that, before we get into last night's uh, election activities and other stuff, nice going there, Marty and Aventura. You're a fan. You're a loyal fan. Hi. When somebody says that, it's like Kathy Bates. And right. In yeah. other words, I'm a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Marty and Aventura. Hey, Marty. <laughs> get some help, Marty. The U.S. Supreme Court has dealt a blow to Daytona Beach strip clubs in a seven-year legal fight. Well, figures that's America for you. Oh, there she is. The when ice princess. 1,600 jobs were being 1,600 lost. jobs at 1,600 Pennsylvania Avenue. At 1,600. That's how many votes you got last night, 1,600. Justice has refused a request by Lollipops Gentlemen's Club to review city laws requiring conservative bikinis for dancers working in clubs that serve booze. Lollipops wanted to let the women wear G-strings and pasties. Oh, it won't be long before Tempest Storm will be there. She couldn't be a day over 100. The high court's decision upheld one last year by the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. An attorney for the city says the fight is finally over. Brett Harley, an attorney representing the strip club, says he'll advise the business to comply with the law, but he expressed hope the rules could still be reversed. A similar case in Kansas could also go to the Supreme Court. Wow. How do you like that? Mm-hmm. Lollipops wanted to let the women wear just G-strings and pasties. Shame on you, perverts, man. Sounds like uh, something sexual to me. Speaking of that, I wish I had more on this story, but I could only find this little blurb on it. A Southwest Florida church issued a challenge for its married members, hanky-panky every day. That's what George's goal is, although this guy's suggesting with the spouse. But Oh, well, you can work them in, too, if you have time. Relevant church head pastor, oh, he's the head pastor, Paul mm-hmm. Worth, issued the 30-day sex challenge About 30, man. to take on high divorce rates. And that's no different for people who attend church, Worth said Sunday. Sometimes life gets in the way, our jobs get in the way. He's uh, sex every day, he says, with your spouse. Or at least with somebody. Well, somebody's, yeah, that's a good Maybe idea. Maybe with Marty and Aventura. I have no He's life. obviously desperate. Boy, that's just uh, amazing, isn't it? What a shock. You've been punked. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Oh, brother. It's uh, hey. sad. Very sad. But then that's the world in which we live, you know. It's sure. sad. Well, the space shuttle Atlantis and its crew streaked toward Earth and touched down this morning, wrapping up a five million mile journey to deliver a new lab to the International Space Station. Any interest? No. Anybody care? No. Other than Sky Miles O'Brien on CNN? I wonder how Candy Cowley looks today. I can't wait to see that. Uh, I'm not going to. Oh, there is. Speaking of this, she is. A dominant force. Isn't that candy? In, uh, in the Republican Party. going to make me look. Oh, that's Rush, yeah. We're looking like Candy Cowley. The shuttle landed seven astronauts landed at 9.07 this morning at NASA's spaceport at Cape Canaveral, where their families and the top space program managers eagerly awaited their arrival. They were tapping their toes and getting real nervous. Like, oh, gee, I hope they don't crash. I hope, you know, they're, they're, everything's just fine. NASA wanted Atlantic back as soon as possible to clear the way for the Navy to shoot down that dying spy satellite on the verge of smashing into the Earth with the load of toxic fuel that we talked about yesterday. The missile could be launched as early as tonight from a warship in the Pacific. Have no fear, though, that a debris, they say, is going to fall in the Pacific, whatever it is, little tiny pieces. be some tiny bubbles. Here is the most exciting political news I've seen in a long 
time, not just last night's results in Wisconsin and Hawaii. You know, the, the closest that Swillery came to even competing last night, it was very close in Washington State in the uh, primary election, but it's, it's a beauty contest. doesn't count. There are no delegates. They already did that in the caucus, and Obama spanked her ugly ass, uh, whatever that was. We could prove that. Barack Obama has surged past Hillary Clinton to open a big national lead in the Democratic presidential race. According to a Reuters Zogby poll released today, Obama also leads Republican frontrunner John McCain in a potential November election matchup. While Clinton trails McCain, enhancing Obama's argument he's the Democrat with the best shot of winning the White House. She's trailing old, stodgy John McCain who wants to blow up the world, hundred-year wars, a lot more wars, and war and war and more war and like that. Crazy man. Among Republicans, McCain's got a substantial national lead over my Cucklebury Hound as he takes his final steps toward clinching the nomination. Heading into the crucial March 4 nominating contest in Ohio and Texas, Obama's gained the upper hand in a close and fierce Democratic duel with Clinton. How can it be fierce and close when he's just beating the crap out of her everywhere? I mean, 76 to 24 percent in Hawaii? 76 to 24 is, is bitter and close and fierce? No low contender is the way I call that, bitch. McCain broke up in a Republican race and has driven out most of his leading rivals, except, of course, for Huckleberry Hound, who says God has, uh, you know, is on his side. The good Lord. Oh, my God. What? Uh, one moment, please. Uh-oh. Well, no, it's, this is nothing bad. It's Go just, uh, what is the postal code? You know, this kid can't remember. <laughs> That's fine. What? You know, the blackberries are good for those kinds of things. You put, like, notes and everything in there. Well... No, I mean, as, would, as time goes on, you know. That's... That would make too much sense, don't you understand? Go away. Go away, Paco. Anyway, heading to the, uh, it says uh, the poll showed Obama with a four, this is nationwide now, this is the new poll. Obama with a 14-point edge over Clinton, 52 to 38, after being in a statistical tie with her last month. He is pulling away, this is like a two-horse race. One horse is secretary, and the other one is chicken picker. And Secretariat's ahead by 20 lengths now and just pulling away like while Chicken Picker is breaking down at the, around the final turn on his hands and knees. Although, in her case, on her hands and knees, I think, would be something unusual. Obama's new lead follows a string of 10 wins in February, for, at least with a guy. For the Illinois senator who's moved ahead in the battle for pledged delegates who vote on the party's nominee in the August convention, Obama's got the hot hand and you can clearly see his momentum. He's got the big mole, baby. The new national numbers, says uh, John Zogby, pollster. This is what happens when you win a bunch of primaries in a row, or maybe this is why you win a bunch of primaries in a row. He's ten, ten in a row now. Ten primaries in a row. She's taking a whooping, a beating, and she's like, like that. He's just speaking words. He's just talking a bunch of flowery words and speeches. The poll was taken last Wednesday through Saturday before a weekend controversy over Obama's uncredited recycling of speech. Oh, yeah, like that's going to make a big difference. In the poll, Obama led Clinton among Democrats and independents in all age groups except seniors. And in all income groups except those making under twenty-five grand a year, schleppers, homeless. He led narrowly among whites and more widely among men. He was tied among women with Clinton, who'd be the first woman U.S. president, but won't. Obama, who'd be the first U.S. black president and will, was the choice of four or five black voters. Uh, Clinton attracted two-thirds of Hispanic voters who comp comprise a big block in Texas. They're just slow to catch on, you know. It's that Mexican thing. I'm sure you're going to say that. I was not. In the head-to-head -head matchup, Obama beat McCain 47 to 40. He led McCain among independents in all age groups except those above 70 <laughs> and all regions but the South, except real old farts like McCain. McCain beat Swillery 50 to 38 in the head-to-head -head matchup. How do you like that? Not even close. Woo! 
McCain-led soiree in all regions of the country among independents and in all age groups. Wow. At least for now, these numbers suggest Obama's got the potential to build a stronger general election coalition than Clinton's, I'll be said. It also suggests that Swillery's got a lot of catching up to do. Ain't going to happen, Swillery. Isn't going to happen. McCain picked up 18% of the black vote against Swillery, but only 3% against Obama, a possible sign that at least some black voters wouldn't put aside their allegiance to Obama if Clinton won the nomination. There could be potentially disaffected Obama supporters who vote for Obama, but not for Clinton's, I'll be said. But a beep, but a boop, but a wow. How do you like that? What was that number again nationwide? 52 to, th- uh, to um, 38. 14-point lead and pulling away. That's the best part of the deal. Opening up a big, a huge, gigantic lead. And all the dirty tricks and all the Clintonian crap, man, all the garbage they're going to get. It's too late. Don't you think it's too late? It's too late, baby. That's what Carol King said. Mm-hmm. It's too late to turn back now. That's what Cornelia's brothers and sister Rose. Well, what does that mean, Cornelia's brothers? Well, what kind of a name is that? Uh, I think it's a name. Yeah, but Cornelia's brothers and sister Rose, I mean, what is that? I don't know about the sister Rose part. Cornelia's brothers sounds like Jesus a Jesus Rose on the third day. That's what they said. To take a wicked dump, man. Said. Let me tell you that right now. Poor Jesus. 1013 at 560 WQM. Ooh, frosty nag. The true Hollywood story. Amy Winehouse started young. It was very clear that she did like to drink. I was like rolling home drunk every night. A damaging video of Amy appeared on the internet. The footage showed Amy partying. (laughs) Journalists weren't the only ones who took notice. Holy crap! I got pissed off. The E! True Hollywood Story. Oh, that Amy Whorehouse, man, she's some talent, ain't she? She sounds a little like Swillery when you come right down to it. A lot right, of whining. Right, right. Maybe that's why they call her Winehouse. A lot of whining. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the poll, by the way. I'm just getting to it. I can't believe that. Although that nationwide poll with Obama opening up a 14-point lead is much more significant than our poll, maybe by a little bit. What's your take on Castro's resignation? That's the poll. We started yesterday a little bit early because, obviously, everybody's whipped up into a frenzy. Not even in Little Havana, man. Even on Cayocho. Uh, uh, it's like, ah, uh, come see, come see, you know, which I didn't know they spoke French there, but nevertheless. Oh, they can. Well, it'll be an improvement. It won't change a thing, 476, 46.6%. And that obviously is the right answer. It won't change it. Although I do like communista, communista. I don't give a damn, 349. I don't give a damn. That's also a correct answer. I couldn't care less. I mean, what's the big simis already, you know? Right. Israel, Cuba, like that. The only thing Israel is important is because the Arabs and the Jews keep killing each other and threatening to blow the whole world up over it because they've been doing it for 6,000 years. That's important. And, you know, it's a habitual kind of a thing. You know, it's like picking your nose. Like picking your nose and then shoving it on the back of the headboard like I did when I was a little kid. Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you've got to get rid of it somewhere. I know. I don't give a damn 350. Communista, communista, 130. I like it. And it's great, 67. It's great in the Sunshine State. To hell with Fidel. Ba, 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 ba. 67. Only 6.5%. We have 1,024 votes. Our goal was 1,000, so maybe we should put a new poll on there if I ever had one. What do you think, Chris? Sure, why not? Poll man. Well, what's the poll? You tell me. No, no, no. I don't want to do no more political polls because it's all over. It's McCain and Obama. And, of course, our crowd is going to, you know... We can't get about, how many votes do you think? About 30, man. We get like 3,000 votes. So what would be the point, right? We'll come up with something good. Or maybe Marty and Aventura, my close personal friend, will punk us and come up with some. How about the, the best pizza in town? 
Oh, that's right. Tootsie Footsie's been doing that poll for like the last 17 weeks. Nice show there, Footsie, you idiot. You, uh, you simpleton, man. You want to be. Oh, my God. Duff was breathless again this morning. You hear her screaming, oh, That footy, it's the worst show in the history of the business. Oh, and speaking of people inside the building, hey, jerks, we're on to you, baby. We're on to you. So he's the guy that started all this crap about Twerp. It's not the, his fault that he's not in there at 2 o'clock. Well, it's he was being fault. confronted. You know, Tweak was getting confronted about what's going on at 2 o'clock. Yeah. Know? And, uh, and he jerks was saying, stood up for him because yeah. he's his boy, I see. That's right. It's our fault. Keep throwing it must be, it must be Neil and George and yeah. Chris. It must be the uh, show that precedes us. You know, it's really interesting. Over the years on this station, we've had like the one, uh, do, 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 that do. one. Well, the show, I urge you not to listen to the show that follows me. Blah, blah, blah. Remember that? Do, do, sure. do, do, do. You know, it's, it's the show that follows me, the show that precedes me. Everybody's always blaming somebody here for their own inadequacies or failures. And when your board op slash producer, whatever this moron is, can't get in there at 2 o'clock and get the damn show started and hit the button, uh, how can that possibly be anybody else's fault but him? Well, being it is. the quizzling and civil than Well, it is. Because we end the oh, show at different fault. times every day. Well, guess what, ways. jerks? You're uninvited, okay? And don't ever have him on the show again. All right. I'm just telling you right now, don't invite him to come in there so you can degrade and humiliate him again. Although, okay, well, we'll just do it from this side. Okay. Democratic presidential candidate Barack Obama handily defeated Swillery in Hawaiian, Wisconsin yesterday, extending an unbroken streak of victory since Super Tuesday and propelling him to what could be a final showdown in two weeks. Boy, my stomach is churning now. Churning. Isn't yours churning? No. Your colon? Well, it was this morning. You were made a mad dash down the hall. Right, and it was a textbook execution. Oh, good. Antiseptic. Mm-hmm. It was Obama broke into Clinton's base in Wisconsin, splitting whites and women's about, w- women's about evenly. You like them women's? Yes. The good ones. And well, he swamped her among men and African Americans, according to surveys of voters, the exit polling. That could boost him in Texas and Ohio, the megastates that vote March 4th, and have been seen as friendly territory, even firewalls for swillery. Firewalls! In Hawaii, this is amazing. Obama won the state's Democratic caucus in a landslide, capturing 76% of the vote compared to swillery's 24%. Three to one, baby. A little more than three to one. Houston, I think we've achieved liftoff here, Obama told a cheering overflow rally in Houston. He cautioned that there were months and miles to go. Barry Burden, a political scientist at the University of Madison, Wisconsin, likened the state's primary to the football competition that can consume campus. It feels like the end of the regular season in Madison. He said they'll be moving on to the championship games in Texas and Ohio. What a clown. Sounds like Norma Kant. After 100% of the Wisconsin precincts were counted, Obama had 58% of the vote and Swillery 41. He spanked her ugly ass, man, by 17 points again. And they were saying, oh, well, if she can just keep it close. Did she keep it close? No. No. She got whomped in a state where she was supposed to do so well. Well, the polls showed this and the polls, yeah. Among Republicans, John McCain carried the Badger State over uh, Arkansas Governor uh, Mike Huckleberry. McCain also won the primary in Washington. McCain is likely to reach the 1191 delegates needed to clinch the GOP nomination in the contest March 4. A benchmark Huckabee says McCain must reach before he'll consider pulling it out. Yeah, right. Just keep just keep banging your head against the wall. You know, just like Earl, uh, what was the guy's name? Stassen? Was that the guy who kept running? Who? Oh, there was this guy who kept running for president all the time, every four years, over and over. Well, kind of like another Ron Paul and Dennis Kucinich. Harold Stassen, that was his name. Over and over. And like that libertarian guy, what was his name that was always on the ballot? Oh, uh, Lyndon LaRouche. Yeah, that's one of them. And what about Ralph Nader? He might run again too. Well, guess oh, what? Yeah, how many yeah. votes you think? How many votes you think Ralph Nader's going to get this time? Yeah, that's if Robert Griefer votes five times. 
The Democratic delegate count remains close. Neither contenders anywhere near the 2,025 delegates needed for nomination. 74 delegates were at stake in Wisconsin. Clinton shows no signs of giving up. She delivered a tough speech to supporters last night in Youngstown, Ohio, that portrayed Obama's too inexperienced to win the election or handle the oral office. Only one of us is ready on day one. There she goes again. She's ready on day one. You want to know why? Because she knows where the cutlery and the uh, dishes are in the White House kitchen. That's I'm sure she arranged everything. Yeah. And you know what? If they did, it was a good idea. She'd probably steal it. Amazon.com is buzzing me. Get lost, okay? Go away. I like them, though, but go mm-hmm. away. Don't bother me. Don't buzz on my BlackBerry, okay? Unless it's something personal, an emergency, like the end of the world. Leave me alone. Unless you want to. In the USA Today op-ed today, Obama promises to pursue a meaningful agreement in good faith that results in real spending limits. He details a series of conditions likely to make an accord hard to reach, however, perhaps even including limits on what McCain could spend when the Republican nomination race is settled and the Democratic one continues. Democrats held caucuses in Hawaii where 20 delegates were at stake. In Washington State, where most of the voting was done by mail, 19 delegates were at stake in the Republican primary. There you go. So that's it. He continues wiping the floor with her ugly, hard, ice-laden ass. Swillery. God, who are you kidding? Like I said, it's like a uh, entitlement thing. Oh, well, you know, she's Hillary Clinton, and she's supposed to be the president. Based on what? Based on what? Based on the great job she did on health care back when Bubba was running the country, and she was like, uh, you know, had the spies checking out who was on the floor and uh, checking out the stains on the blue dress. I mean, what are we talking about here? She couldn't even keep her husband under control, and she's going to control the world and all these dictators and all these uh, terrorists and lunatics. All of these, all of these things, things, no chance in Bubba's pants. He, he's, he really uh, helped. You know something? He buried her ass. Maybe it wasn't accidental either. Maybe he's getting even with her. No, no. No, no, because sometimes it works out that way, George. There are these hostile marriages, you know? No, I know, but I don't think she can blame him for her failings. But, but maybe he's trying to, like, stick the final nails in the coffin, you know? And doing a good job, too. Keep it up, Bubba. Keep up that angry, that red face. You notice how he gets all red in the puss? Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to Linda Tripp, by the way? And uh, what was that name? Lucien Goldberg, that bitch that was uh, taping Monica Lewinsky. Remember that? That, right. that old hateful uh, bitch, Lucien Goldberg. Oh, there's your president. It's now time for the newly elected folks. Folks, here we go again with those folks. The folks that uh, dropped these bombs, the folks that uh, hijacked these planes. Your old folks. The best folks. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. You want to see me, Clarence? Yes, Jax. Sit down in that chair. Huh? Sit down in that chair. Well, strange. Check this out. Mm. Wow. Buck wild, baby. Very rocky horror. Well, I have a tear in my nylon, but am I not wicked sexy? Well, not into that sort of thing, but uh, a wig might help. Wow! Why are you doing this to me, panty boy? Oh! You were on another show talking on the air about subjects unrelated to sports. Uh, subjects such as ooey gooey women. Well, yeah. Oh! What's wrong with that? Oh! You agree to adhering to our strict demands of sports gayness. Oh! And you will continue to do so. Oh! Now, say it. Hey! Oh! Say it! Heat, 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 heat. 
Stay with me, sister. Remember what psychotic sports holes always say. Bring out the gayness and bring out the best sports. 1032 at 560 WQM. Let's take a look at that award-winning schedule on QM. We got the jerk show at 2 with Tweak uh, twerping and tweaking it. Mad Dog 4 to 7. Then we got the, uh, what does that say? Oh, and Curtis at the UM rally in the Ratskiller. What are they rallying about? Uh, Duke game tonight. Well, did they play it yet? No, they've been playing it tonight at 9. Yeah, so what do we have a rally for? To get people pumped up and ready to go. For the loss? Hey. Like those Panthers that blew a 2-0 lead in the third period last night in Pittsburgh and lost 3-2. to two. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wow. Dolphins All-Access is going to be a 7 to 8.30 with John Linder and Troy Drayton, Dramier Cook. Then Hurricanes warm up 8.39, and our program director gets to put his squeaky vocal cords to work with Joseph Gakakakakaki. 9 o'clock to 11.15, it's UM and Duke, and followed by the uh, DA show. And good luck to him following that. Good luck to you, uh, DA. You know the DA? I do. So uh, there's something I didn't mention speaking of uh, emails. I mentioned to you off the air, but I didn't mention on the air yet. About an email I got late yesterday. I don't remember what time it was. I should have marked down the time. Well, if you didn't delete it. What? Then it's still there. Oh, you want to know? What what difference does it make? No, it doesn't. doesn't. You just brought it up. It doesn't make any difference. You know what the email said? I give up. (laughs) Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that, 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 that. I'm going to go answer some emails now, speaking of that. I didn't say who it was from. I just said, uh, you know. No, yeah. don't start playing this game that you like to play. You know, I just what, what just... game? I, the same thing that I said to you before the show. I, just, I want to be left out. You want to be left alone? Like what was Greta? Who was I want to be left alone. Yes, I no, just want to be left alone. I want to be alone. No, it wasn't Greta Garbo. It was, it was somebody was, like um, that. It was some old dead actress. Greg Reed. I doubt it. A small Miami investment fund that rises and falls in counterstep to the apparent strength of Fidel Castro's health rose seventeen percent yesterday. All right. Well, when he croaks, some people are going to really be rich. Wow. Shares of the Hertzfeld Caribbean Basin Fund, which trades on the NASDAQ under the ticker symbol Cuba, C-U-B-A, closed at $8.70, up a buck twenty-six after Cuba's aging leader declared the end of his presidency. Retire! It's my birthday, and Castro has given me a birthday present, said Thomas J. Hertzfeld, an investment advisor, who created the closed-end fund in 1993 in anticipation of the day political change opened Cuba to investment. <coughs> I think I'm going to choke to death. I could drink some of my soda, but that wouldn't be any fun. To be sure, Cuba's business climate is unlikely to change in the near term, but that isn't stopping stock investors from hunting for ways, such as Hertzfeld's fund, to bet on the island's future after Castro. The hotel's here. going to be uh, really uh, wonderful. The casino's here. I think we ought to dig up Hyman Roth and bring his ass back. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> you got to get it right. If I do that, I'll blow snot all over myself. The fund, which has assets of about $30 million, about 30, man. has long invested in solid companies with Caribbean operations that are doing well, but should eventually benefit from an opening of trade with Cuba. Comunista, 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 comunista. That has traditionally included companies such as Carnival and Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines. Yesterday, for example, UBS stock analyst Robin Farley cited the possibility of Cuba opening to American tourism as a significant opportunity for cruise operators. UBS. Now, you know, it's interesting. Remember the network in the network? Yeah. UBS. Remember that? I do. All the time. Not like some people, though. What do you mean by that? Some people in the building. B.S. As Fidel Castro's end draws closer, Hertzfeld's been... I wonder if he's kin to Abe Hirschfeld. 
Oh. Begun diversifying into stocks that aren't necessarily doing great now, but should benefit if Cuba opens up. One example, Fuego Entertainment. The Miami Lakes company is involved in making and marketing music and other entertainment. Fuego. Hertzfeld is also in talks with South Florida businesses about joint ventures to make investments in a free Cuba. Joint ventures like in Jamaica, man. As a closed-end fund, Hertzfeld's investment in, invests in securities like the more common open-ended mutual fund, but it has a fixed number of shares. As a result, depending on demand, the fund can trade above or below its net asset value, the NAV. Then, oh, here we go with all that. Rick Riley would be so proud. Well, fair value is up plus seven today. Well, now, what is he doing? Did we ever figure out what he's doing, which is not radio? No, I should have asked that. That should be a standing. We should have a regular update. Is he still doing his... Oh, look at that. Down 23. What are we, what are we doing with the uh, streaming there, Chris? Christina? Oh, here it says it's up. Well, guess what? It's down. Oh, down Texas again. is down. Texas 24 is down. dropouts. Eric and... You know, the other one is fine. They had no dropouts in California server, but in Texas, they got real problems, man. A lot of dropouts in Texas. 24. Those are the votes Swillery's going to get. 24. So you better get the engineering staff on top of it pronto. Okay. Got it? Got it. Got it. In early 2007, the fund was trading at about twice its NAV, Hertzfeld said, but as the year wore on and Castro hung on, the share price plunged, even though its investments were doing well. It's like going to Woodbine. You plunge. Plunge your guts out. As Castro started going on TV with Hugo Chavez, people realized he wasn't dead, and our stock price declined, Hertzfeld said. The fund price died 42% last year, even though its net asset value rose 19%. With a big jump yesterday, the fund trades at about 7% above its NAV, which has fallen roughly 2% so far this year, far less than the Dow Jones Industrial Average. We beat the market last year. We're beating it so far this year, Hertzfeld said. Well, goody, goody, gumdrop, good for you. In other words, congratulations. Get a life. I have no life. Like that Marty in uh, Aventura. You've been uh, jacked. I think he said you've been jaxed. Isn't that what he said? Yeah. I'd love to have that job. What's that? Whatever job Marty has that he's got all that time. All that free time? Yeah. I have no life. To write a bunch of a crap that right. isn't, isn't funny, isn't amusing. Uh, I don't wish I was that bored. I wish I had something else to do besides what, uh, obviously, he has nothing to do. we got 1,060 votes on the poll. Our goal today is 1,200. I just made that up. Okay. How we, well, why not? We can do 1,200. Sounds good. Oh, look, we're back up there on the server in Texas, but we had 26 dropouts. Oh, boy. That's bad. Isn't it bad? Yeah. What? It's not so bad. It is bad. 26 dropouts. There's some people out there in a frenzy trying to listen online. See, you don't realize how important this show is to a lot of people. I know. Like me. And you. Sure, it is important. And even Chris with his paltry wages that uh, he's making there. I'm not having any dropouts. You want to bet? A lot of people you know wouldn't surprise me. Dropouts. A lot of people are going to come and see you this Friday, which you refuse to mention on here. It's already Wednesday. I told them again this morning, get me something that we can read. Yeah. Why? Like what? Like where we're going to be because they put... Who did you tell that to? Your good close friend, Flea? I did, and he said he's going to talk to Steve Sloan and get something for us. Yeah, and between the two of them, the blind leading the blind, baby. And I told him both. Like that. Where we're going to be, what the deal is. It's only not not until Friday. It's only two days away. Why should we want to let people know now? Right. There's always some kind of a weekend event that's going on. That's why they have us there on Friday. That's right. Well, it'd be nice to know where George is going to be at Gulfstream and tell the public to get some of our people out uh, there. What special things are going on? I can pick some more winners at Gulfstream this Friday. Flee. That's what I would do if I was him. I'd go to the door and I'd flee. Fast. 
20 till 11 at 560. WQM, guess who was just in my house uh, two days ago and did a phenomenal job like they've been doing for, oh, I don't know, 100 years. Alternative termite management. Oh, sorry. No, that was uh, a couple weeks ago. Okay. Oh, God, Neil. Hello, Gildy. Hello. Oh, what are you doing here? I, uh... Just came in to take a little visit, pal. I'm all naked in the shower. Why are you taking off your clothes? Ain't you ever seen Psycho? Yeah, but he had his clothes on. Well, for your information, this helps me feel closer to nature. Stop your ass pointing at me. That's right. And I'm in a very bad mood. Yes, I got athletes, but would you mind removing your foot from my ass? It's stuck. And? And uh, we're naked. Now look at the fine mess you've got us into. Now, it, instead of just standing in this position, do you have any ideas on uh, how we can get out of this thing? Let's try to move. I'll be a third leg. <laughs> take it easy, take it easy. This ain't going to work. Wait, I got it. Let's find my cycle and roll like a human wheel. Okay. All right, here we go. Get that off my lips. I said get that off my lips. It's hard in this position. I know. Look at that 36 dropouts on there on that uh, thing. And every time I uh, refresh it, it like goes to red, and then it comes back to green. It's up, it's down, it's in, it's out. And this fax you just forwarded to me, unsigned, you know? Yeah, of course. This is more of the same crap. Sure. Kind of like stir. I, I don't really care about Sid Rosenkrantz, Bergstein, Schwartz. I don't care about 790. <laughs> now that my close personal friend Joel Feinberg is not there anymore, why should we even uh, dignify them with a response? Right. Who, who cares? You know what I mean? Who cares? What do you mean? What I mean is that most most of these uh, chronics out there are a bunch of yentas, like a bunch of little children in the sand. Oh, well, Joyce Kaufman said something terrible about you, and Sid Rosenkrantz, Steen Schwartzberg, said that you are a homo, whatever, you know. Who, who cares? Grow up already. I have no life. See, this is what happens when you get to be 100 years old. You go into your second childhood, and you start acting like an overgrown child. Boy, the sun is shining. It is beautiful, man, from inside. I bet you if I open up the window, I'd turn into an icicle like uh, Swillery. Let me see what the temperature is. Can I take a puke? Blech. Minus nine, a toasty minus nine, man. Uh, Going to go all the way up to a steamy minus six, which is like, what, about 25? Oh, it's enough with this crap already, okay? Where's spring? Spring has sprung, baby. Where is it? Marine Dodd's got a column here. There it was, like, like that. Oh, and by the way, don't forget twerps, twer, tw- twicks. When you hear that sound... At the end of the show, that means we may we'll be done soon. So they actually got on on time yesterday, huh? That's because we didn't mm-hmm. screw them up. It's your fault, Chris. I, I know. It's all our fault. I'm sorry. Maureen Dowd says to catch a thief. That was the Robert Wagner show to catch a thief. It was a bad show, and he was uh, he's a, a horrible actor, but he surely used to look really good a long time ago. What was that movie? A Kiss Before Dying. Right. <clears throat> he was in the original one, and then what's-his-name was in the follow-up. Um, what's-his-name? Matt Dillon. Matt, oh, see, I always think it's uh, Kevin Bacon. But you're right, it was Matt Dillon. 
But That's anyway, hard. Robert Wagner was in that back in the day when he used to really look so pretty it was disgusting, like a girl almost. Right. But he's a terrible actor. Awful. Wooden as wooden. That's why he was so good in the Austin Powers movies, because he didn't have to act. He just played himself. Wooden. Marine Dowd says Lenny and Squiggy were nowhere in sight. But Hillary was doing her best to come across as a Laverne and Shirley factory girl as she headed away from Not a Chance, Wisconsin, and uh, on to Gotta Have, Ohio. She was drinking red wine and talking of the virtues of imported Blue Moon beer with a slice of citrus on her plane and putting up an ad in Ohio about how she works the night shift, too, just like the waitresses, hairdressers, hospital workers, and other blue-collar constituents that she's hoping to attract. And she doesn't mean that being married to Bill Clinton is what keeps her up all hours. She's talking about burning the midnight oil in her Senate or orifice. Any minute she might break out into the Schlemiel, Schlemazel, Laverne, and Shirley theme. Give us any chance, we'll take it. Give us any rule, we'll break it. We're going to make our dreams come true, doing it our way. Doing it her way, Hillary huffed to reporters on the plane. If your whole candidacy is about words, then you should be your own words. They should be your own. I guess that means if your whole candidacy is anti-words, you don't have to use your own words. The Clintons are known political cat burglars. They pilfered Republican jewels in the 90s, and Hillary has purloined as much as she can stuff her pantsuit in from her husband and Barack Obama. She changed to change. She co-opted. It's time to turn the page and fired up and ready to go. She couldn't wait to shoplift the words yes and can from Obama's trademark yes we can, which he appropriated from Cesar Chavez. Even though she was cagey enough to put them in separate slogans, yes we will, and Americans still have that can-do spirit. Bill Master Thief got in on the act too. After Obama said that his election would tell the world that America is back, Bill said that Hillary's election would tell the world that America is back. Although the only solid voting bloc in Wisconsin Hillary seemed to get was women over the age of 60, she did seem happy that the press had finally, as she put it, scrutinized him. America's pretty boy was getting muddied up. The Clinton campus spent days trying to undermine Obama's chief asset, the elegant language that has sparked a generational boom. We're seeing a pattern here, Hillary enforcer Hard Wolfson said in a conference call with reporters yesterday. Yeah, we are. She's losing and looking anywhere for anything to bruise Obama. Obama swapped a couple of distinctive riffs about words and aspirations, his supposed specialty, from his pal Deval Patrick, the governor of Massachusetts, thereby violating the new cardinal rule, not only of politics, but of life. Don't do anything you don't want to see on the top favorites of YouTube. Of YouTube! He had credited Patrick in the past, and Patrick had channeled Obama when he ran for governor in 06, so basically they're like two roommates sharing clothes, or two politicians sharing a strategist. Obama's chief strategist, David Axelrod, worked for Patrick in the gubernatorial bid. You may know that both Deval Patrick and Senator Obama have the same consultant and advisor, Hillary told reporters, who's apparently putting words in both of their mouths. It wasn't campaign shredding as when Joe Biden absorbed Neil Kinnock's Welsh inflection and life experiences in 88, but it was sloppy. If you're going to be held as the Messiah and sermonized about offering a hymn that will heal the nation, you should come up with your own lyrics. Obama is basing his campaign on his freshness and integrity and honesty, so he shouldn't cut corners, as he seems to have done with crediting Patrick and explaining the extent of his relationship with his sleazy former fundraiser, Tony Resco. The attribution problem might be a small beer compared with Michelle Obama's comment in Milwaukee on Monday. For the first time in my adult lifetime, I'm really proud of my country, and not just because Barack has done well, because I think people are hungry for change. It's a discordant note for the stylish, brainy 44-year-old Princeton and Harvard Law School grad. Cindy McCain showed that Republicans would jump right on that line like that and twist it into something that sounded extremist and unpatriotic. Michelle made another of those aggrieved pronouncements at a rally in L.A. before the California primary. Things have gotten progressively worse throughout my lifetime through Democratic and Republican administrations. It hasn't been better for regular folks. Given the way the Clintons unfairly turned the tables, we're only moments away from Hillary asking Obama, can't you control your spouse? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's cute. 
That's Maureen Dowd for you. She's great in print, but boy, on the air, she's uh, awful. Every time she's on one of those talking head shows, like on Sunday, oh, my God. Look kind of like uh, Al Franken. Al Franken. Wrote some good stuff, but on the air, horrible. Al Franken. But that's the way it goes. You know, that's Scare America for you. Oh, Randy made number 40, by the way. On that list yesterday in Talkers, she was number 40. They should live so long. I listened to Neil, and I listened, and I listened, and I listened, and I knew I was ready to be a Yenta. You go, girl. You go. Good luck to you. Sometimes she does. What's your take on Castro's resignation? We have 1,080 votes on that poll from yesterday. Comunista, Comunista's got 134, 12%. I'm not going to read the results. And weren't we supposed to change the poll? I thought we were. Once we get to 1,100 votes, but we have to have a new one. I've got to send a new one to uh, Eric. Did you already say what that was? I don't have it. Oh, well. I don't got it. No wonder I don't you didn't got say it. it. What? I said, no wonder you didn't say what it was going to be. Well, what is it? I don't know. Well, come up with one, for Christ's sakes. What are we paying you all the big bucks for? <laughs> oh, now, here's, here's a good one from Charlie B. From a, you know, I think Charlie you B. pissed off now. See what? You pissed them all off. You chased them all away. Good. Good. You're a mean man. He's another one. You know, some of these um, Internet people, like this uh, David guy in MySpace... If I if I read it on the year, you would plot. You would you would have a. You'd I'm not sure. I guess this those. is a guy. I don't know him. He doesn't know me. I don't know anything about his life. He knows nothing about my life other than what he uh, conjures up in his mind. And because I said yesterday about something about being depressed. I mean, do you know anybody who lives more than like five minutes who doesn't have periods when they're depressed, upset, uh, whatever, something? No, no, honestly. And he said, I'm, I'm going to read it on the air after the top of the hour. Really? He sent me a MySpace this morning, so lengthy and so, he giving me a lecture about my life. And, of course, he would say, well, I'm just trying to be helpful and supportive. Screw you, David. Get lost, you schmuck. Well, it's still a difference between, like, him and Charlie B. Charlie B. wants to contribute to the show, and sometimes. Charlie B. also sends me ones like that, giving me instructions oh. on my life, oh. you know. Oh, well, stop that, Charlie. That's, that's when I started reading really the polls. Well deserved that. The poll is if you found a wallet with a lot of money inside, including ID, what would you really do? Pocket the money, return the wallet, claim I found it that way. Pocket the money, lose the wallet, don't bother finding the owner. Find the owner, return everything, and insist on a reward. Give it all back and hope for a reward, but don't push it. Give it all back, no reward necessary. What do you think? Sounds great. You like it? Yes, I do. It's fine. Oh, look at that, 47 dropouts on that uh, Texas, and it's still down. Oh, no, on the streaming. I'm screaming about the streaming. Did you speak to an engineer about it? No. Well, I asked Eric about it, and he hasn't answered yet. Oh, it's back up. What do you mean he hasn't answered yet? Probably because he can't get your uh, message. Well, no, streaming would have no nothing to do with that. No, no kidding. <laughs> if you look up the word putts in the dictionary... A big picture of you will be sitting there right next to it. Putz. Hey, so I'm famous. Not lump. Not uh, lunkhead. Putz. Like uh, your friend Marvin Rawman and I would be. One day I said on here something about give you mofo your money. Mofo. Yeah. And during the break, Marvin said, you know what that means? <laughs> you're you're you know kidding. What, that means? what? You're kidding. No, I'm not kidding. One of these days I'm going to send him a thank you card. Because that's what all you uh, people think, that I'm just a doddering old fool who's totally out of touch. You know something? There are a lot of things going on today. I'm glad I'm out of touch with them. There are a lot of things I'd like to be touching, and believe me, they ain't touching back. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. 
This is the Neil Rogers Show. You, 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 you fail. This is your brain. Any questions? It's the moment of truth. The new series with only one rule. You lie, you lose. Would you cheat on your wife if you knew you wouldn't get caught? Well, it's easy to say yes. Uh, I know Hillary said that she would like to... Do you really care about the starving children in Africa? Get ready for the moment of truth. African children. Um, I, 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 yes. Ordinary people subjected to the most extensive lie detector test imaginable. Have you ever touched a female co-worker inappropriately? And I admit, literally for years, I still do. A lot of Americans are going to say, good for you, you go, girl. Um, and that certainly is how I feel about it. Are you ready to face the moment of truth? I don't have a lot of intelligence. That's right. On Fox. Yeah, you go, girl. Either one of you. 1102 at 560 WQMIC. George got the job done. Nice going, Georgie. Oh! Lee and Steve came through. Lee and Steve Sloan That's finally right. came through. You've only been begging for like two days for it. And they finally put their okay. head together. <laughs> Singular. What a sight. Join George this Friday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Gulfstream Park and Casino in Hallandale. Oi! George will be broadcasting live from the Finish Line Casino on the first floor of Gulfstream. Now, is this where you were doing last time or yes, not? Yes, yes, indeed. Oh, so there's going to be some machines there, huh? Yes. Don't play them. I won't. Now, what did I teach you last time? Especially the ones with the cards. You, you said know, go to the second floor and play the Wheel of Fortune machine. That's what you taught me. Yeah. Which I didn't Come do. Come the... What? I didn't do it, but if I did... I'm going to be plunging my guts out the next, um, what's today, Wednesday? Or the next four and a half days. Because Paco's got that road trip to Montreal with his class, the bus trip. So I'm going to be really having lots of spare, pressureless time, you know what I mean? All right. No stress. Maybe some emails, though. Yeah! Yeah! Come enjoy the live racing, simulcasting, and slots while Neil teaches George the horse betting ropes. Plus, get ready for the big race on Sunday, the $350,000 Fountain of Ute Stakes. A lot of good stuff going on at Gulfstream, especially George being there. Friday, 10 to 2 at the, what is it? Finish Line Finish Casino. Line Casino. And we'll uh, pick you some wieners. Uh, hopefully, they'll pay a little bit more than these uh, close to, you know, so I haven't been, well, no, I guess maybe I did pick the uh, real heavy chalk there. And that, well, it's only a four-horse race, remember? That right. second race? And the two-horse man, he was like lollygagging behind the field like he was in another race. And all of a sudden, at the top of the stretch, he came down the inside like he was shot out of a cannon and just buried the field. And I will eventually learn all those terms, you know, thanks to you and Steve. Like what? Like what, the, you know, the double. I mean, I already got that down, you know, and I got perfecta and trifecta and superfecta. I understand those uh, a little bit, but whatever you had me doing last time still kind of uh, confused me. Well, look at this. It says, as you know, if you remember, which I don't. Years ago, I find Norma Kent's wallet, and at that time, I didn't know who he was, and it had $600 cash in it. I got to admit, I thought about what to do, but decided to find the guy returned it. It was a baseball card show in the parking lot, and I saw the guy go to a car with the initials N-E-K on the license plate. I asked him if he was Norm Kent, and I returned the wallet. He couldn't believe the cash was still in it. He gave me a $100 cash reward. Everybody was happy. He says, Big Arnie. You're a hell of a guy, Big Arnie. Although, if I was you and I found Norma's wallet and it had 600 bucks in it, I'd put it in my pocket fast. Because Norma Kent, lately, is just, I'm, I'm a mushroom, man. I'm in the dark. I hear nothing. Okay, you want to hear this uh, letter I got today, this uh, email? No. Yes, yes you of do. of course I do. Okay, I won't read it. Oh, come on. Don't tease. Schmuck. Don't tease. We're down again, by the way, in that Texas. Now, are we finding out what this is all about? The other one seems to be fine. 
And I haven't been getting any complaints from Brandon yesterday, who's usually my um, my streaming spy. I don't have anything. But he, I don't know, he, he put some crap on there last night on, um, what is it, AIM? And I didn't have time to reply to it or know what he was talking about. And I didn't reply, so maybe he's, maybe he's a little out of sorts with me. I don't know. Because ordinarily, if the streaming is down, it's like, oh, gee, I can't hear that. Oh, it's back up again. It's up and down, up and down, up and down. You know how that goes. Yes, I do. Dear Neil, it says, and this is a guy who's always giving me advice on my life and investments and just, just a yenta, man, just sticking his nose in my life. I heard a portion of the show today wherein you were mentioning that you've been depressed recently, etc., etc. With respect, what the hell is the matter with you, old man? Jesus K. Christ, you have had and continue to have the world by the, pardon the expression, balls. Christ, man, when does this emotional cripple crap not get the best of you anymore? I don't presume to know squat about your life, and I'm not trying to tell you your business, but from what I do know, things could have been a hell of a lot worse for you, so stop being so emotionally beaten. At the very least, you don't have to live in Miami anymore, and that should count for something, right? Stop with this depression already. Christ! You have a lot to be thankful for and a lot to continue to uh, the good fight for, so suck it up. Life sucks. Wear a freaking helmet. And cut the crap already. There's a whole lot of relatively sane people who love you whether you realize it or not. Hope you're okay up there, you old coot, and I for one love you. Regards, David. And he always uses his last name, too, which I won't put on the air. Now, doesn't that seem to be, like, way over the line of somebody that you're communicating with on, on a website, on MySpace, that you don't even yeah, know you've well, ever met? Yeah, well, up, sweetheart. <laughs> Jesus K. Christ, why don't you uh, suck it up? Am, am I here today? Yes. Am I here just about every day? Unless I'm oh. you know, raw allergy, sore throat or something? Yes. I show up here just about every damn day when I'm supposed to. Okay, David? Okay, Yenta? Oh, but your intentions, my intentions, yeah. The best of intentions go to hell in a handbasket, okay? A tisket, a tasket. How's your handbasket? God. It's one thing when people who know you give you lectures about you should do this, right. you shouldn't do that. And that's right. bad enough. That, that, that's more than bad enough. But then when people who don't know you from Meishi Pippik, who have no clue, you know, who you are, what your life is all about. And, oh, gee, uh, suck it up, man. Yeah, suck this, you idiot. That? No, not that. Oh, good. This. Ah. Well, let's see how Eric's doing on here. We're back up on the streaming again. Good. Oh, we don't have the new poll up there, though, yet. Maybe he can't read it. Did he send you a message? It's very... The copy I got from Charlie B is a bad copy to begin with. He hasn't responded. He hasn't responded anything? Nope. Maybe he's not there. Has he given you any response to anything? Are you there, Eric? Eric, are you alive? <laughs> oh, he's there. Maybe not. Maybe he's not there. And so maybe this desperate attempt of ours to change this marginal Castro poll. Now, wouldn't you think in South Florida we've gotten a much more gigantic... Response on this, but then again, you look out there in the streets of Dade County, and there's not much going on, right? Because they realize nothing is going to change, mm -hmm. right? Isn't that the main That's reason? Right. I mean, only 75 people out of 1,102 said it's great. Castro's resignation, it's great in the Sunshine State. Don't be late. Bop, 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 bop. Oh, and the good news. Oh, and this I also got to tell you. Remember yeah. what I told you about somebody calling me. Saturday, and then again on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Remember that? I remember. No, it was Sunday, and then again Monday. It's still, uh... And threatening to call me after the show yesterday. 
Well, happen. two o'clock came, and I got up and I walked out of the studio. It was, it couldn't have possibly been more than thirty seconds after two o'clock. Thirty. About thirty, man. And guess what happened? The phone rings. That's correct. And guess who it was? Good guess. Right. Wow. Luckily, though, he had some uh, something going on, and uh, I had something going on, and uh, oh well, maybe in a couple of months when I come back up, blah, 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 but to see our grandson. Yeah. Their kids are uh, married, and they're having a baby, and then he's coming back in two more months. So mark it on a calendar. Remind me in two months. Don't answer the phone. Just, just out of curiosity. Yes. It, it has occurred in your life when uh, you've you've called someone to hang out with them or something like that, and they. They responded, I don't know, less than enthusiastically mm-hmm. on maybe more than one occasion, and you got the hint after maybe the second or third time. And then after you, about the twentieth time. Sure, and then you stopped. You, so you stopped. You got the hint. You stopped calling them to, you know, hang out with them. Right? Isn't that how it happened in your life? Yeah, in everybody's life. Yeah, and it with me, it didn't me take too. twenty times. No, no, it took a couple, maybe three. It's like, all right, I get it. Yeah. Just wondering. Well, what, are you, what are you trying to say that he that he's slow? No, that he's not a normal person. Well. Whoever that maybe he's he was. a crazy person. Well, don't you remember those great hockey shows? We got to do a hockey show. I'll never a forget hockey them. Show. I'll it's never like doing a show in Saudi them. Arabia. We got to do a matzo ball show. We got to do a kosher food show. In all my years with this show, nothing has angered them as much. The you, audience. you talking about Pro. Eric Clapton's baby flying out the window got people calling up all hostile? A tenth of the hostility on the phone that would occur during those hockey shows. Really? Yeah. Got to do a hockey show. Get Don Cherry on the phone. Get the Ron McClain on the show. What's he doing? Who is this guy on the radio with him? Ah! Really? Yeah. Over. Over. I didn't want to answer the phone. Get Don Cherry. Get Grapes on the phone. Let's talk hockey. Would you slip and fall? Hey, Rimmer. No. No. While your window is open. But he sure gave me some good financial advice, though I'll say that. <laughs> While your window is open, I'm out on tour, but I feel secure. Cause your temp will watch while your window's open. From the son of the man who brought you the AMC Pacer, Nick Romney will now sell you his magic underwear. With the demise of his presidential bid, Mitt Romney owes a debt of thanks to his dedicated campaign staff. Not that he can't afford to pay them, he'd just rather do it this way. So now, for a very limited time only, Mitt Romney makes available to you his magic underwear. Just how magic are they? Pick a card, any card, and slip it inside the magic underwear. Ooh, and look, it disappears. Just like your credibility, you will have countless hours of fun playing with your magic underwear that never yellows or streaks. Don't miss your chance to wear your very own pair of magic underwear by calling 1-800-WHERE'S-THE-HOLE. Allow 10-day shipping from friends. That's 1-800-WHERE'D-THAT-HOLE-GO. It's 1117 at QM. I think Eric has been kidnapped. I don't think he's there. Did he respond to you at all? No. Have you uh, had any uh, input from him all morning? 
I have it, no. No. How about negative. you, George? Nope, negative. Not there. Because ordinarily by now, he would, he'd have this on there in two shakes of... Uh, Join local and national sports celebrities and Sports Radio 5... So we still got that damn uh, Castro pull. 15th Annual Make-A-Wish Ultimate Sports Auction on Tuesday, March 11th at the Broward County Convention Center. QAM will be there broadcasting live, and we invite you to help us raise money for children in South Florida who have life-threatening medical conditions. You can bid on awesome, one-of-a-kind, silent, and live auction items and see the celebrities as they auction these items to the highest bidder. For tickets and information, call Make-A-Wish at 954 967 Wish. Tickets are limited. That number again is 954-967-9474. Need some extra cash? They'll give you $200 plus lower your current auto loan rate at the 5%. Refinance your new or used auto loan with Tropical Financial. But hurry, this is a limited time offer. To apply for a list of their convenient locations throughout South Florida. Our live and magnify times hey, that's to, right. Yeah, I don't yeah. have to talk about any of these that's things right here if I don't want to. I could just say, I don't want to. But I want to. Why the hell not? Right. It's better than talking about uh, all the, the radio gossip about uh, Sid Rosenstein, sure, uh, shorts, crap, all these other silly childish facts that we get. Oh, my God. Like, ba- back in the day, man, you, you had no idea what it used to be way before even way before IOD. And we got plenty of it there, too, if you, you recall. I, I hear the holdovers. They still keep trying to do that crap. They still but back it. in the day, way back when, back when we had GBS and INZ and IOD and who was the other one? There were four of us. Four, oh, and the light bulb. Four talk stations. And the, the old farts went, Oh, if you could hear what uh, Steve Kane just said about you, if you could hear what Larry Kent, a colleague called Larry and said that you're a Schmendrick. Uh, I mean, just get a, grow up already, okay? When you get to a certain point in life, at least act at over 10, you know? When you yeah. get to be 90, act at least 15 or 16. I don't want to. They don't. They act like overgrown children. Da, 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 da. Tommy said you were douchebag. You know, like that. A cluster of cramped cubicles tucked away in the rear corner of Senator Barack Obama's campaign headquarters in Chicago <coughs> serves as the heart of a fundraising machine that has reshaped the calculus of the 2008 election. Obama's finance director, Juliana Smoot, who has helped him raise more than $150 million so far, doesn't even have her own orifice. It's tough to go through life when you don't have your own orifice. You always use somebody else's. A ping-pong table is the gathering spot for Friday lunches for her team. Rectum. The setting, which has the feel of an Internet startup, is emblematic of how Obama of Illinois has been able to raise so much money. On Wednesday, today, the Obama campaign will report to the FEC that it collected $36 million in January, $4 million more than campaign officials had previously estimated, an unprecedented feat for a single month in American politics that was powered overwhelmingly by small online donations. And let me say it again, if you missed the year, if you tuned in late, the latest national poll, he's 14 points ahead of Swillery, 52 to 38. He is kicking her nasty ass. That dwarfed the 13.5 million in January that Senator Swillery is expected to report today and the 12 million that John McCain's campaign said he brought in for the month. Obama's startling success, however, has also now put him on the spot, tending, tempting him to back away from indications he gave last year that he would agree to accept public financing in the general election if the Republican nominee did the same. A hesitation is given McCain, the presumptive Republican nominee, whose advisors concede he would most likely fall far short of Obama's fundraising for the general election, fodder for a series of attacks for your father. This type of backpedaling and waffling isn't what inspired millions of people to invest in Senator Obama's candidacy, said Jill Hazelbaker, a spokeswoman for McCain. 
Under rules of public financing, a candidate has access to $85 million from taxpayer finance fund for the general election, a substantial amount to spend for the roughly two months after this year's conventions. But this election cycle has shattered fundraising and spending records and upended expectations. The details of Obama's January fundraising illustrate just how much his campaign has been able to chart a new path for the presidential race. He brought in $28 million online, with 90% of those transactions coming from people who donated 100 bucks or less and 40% from donors who gave $25 or less, suggesting that these contributions could be tapped for more, these contributors. Donors are limited to giving $2,300 per candidate during the primary season. More than 200,000 of the campaign's nearly 300,000 donors in January were first-time givers to Obama. The campaign's success over the Internet has freed Obama from having to take valuable time off the trail for fundraising events for major donors. Just $4 million in January came from traditional fundraisers. We know we don't have to get him in front of as many major donors now, Smoot said. Maybe it's a Smoot point. Obama's done just a few traditional fundraising events in January, none in February, in contrast to the Clinton campaign, which has been keeping up a steady diet of fundraisers with either Clinton or Bubba. Clinton's operation has also been pushing to improve its efforts online, with their campaign saying Tuesday that it brought in $15 million over the Internet in February, with donations jumping after news broke that she had lent $5 million to her own campaign. Obama's January surge surprised even members of his finance team. When Megan Burdick, who works on Obama's online fundraising efforts with Joe Rospers, the campaign's director of new media, drew up a set of projections in December, she came up with three possibilities for January in the event that Obama won Iowa, finished second or third, with a victory expected to draw 10 to 15 million bucks over the Internet. At the center of the Obama campaign's online effort is an email list, which now numbers in the millions, but started out with fewer than 50,000, called mostly from Obama's run for the Senate. That list grew as Obama's many rallies drew thousands of people or attendees gave their email addresses to the campaign, as well as other initiatives to draw more people into the campaign's orbit. Let's give out David's email address so he can spend more time doing something constructive and donate some money to the candidate of his choice, as opposed to writing me life advice. Dear Neil, grow up, old man. Butch up, old man. Get a hold of yourself, old man. Hey, David, Kushmir and Tulsa's okay? Getting a hold of yourself might not be a bad yeah. idea. If I could find it. Far from my mind these days, the farthest thing. I know that's bad. Yeah, it is. But tapping small money donors can be a balancing act. It says campaign officials say they believe they've gotten better at calibrating efforts to make sales pitches for cash while also trying to encourage people to participate in other ways. As a result, a recent email message asked supporters to write letters to superdelegates making their case for Obama. Yamama. The campaign's online donors have also come to form the backbone of its vaunted grassroots operation across the country with information about new donors quickly transmitted to organizers on the ground to enlist for phone banks and other volunteer efforts. We want to make sure that the experience people have with us is not solely about money, said David Plouffe, Obama's campaign manager. <coughs> if you had any idea how aggravated your friend has gotten me, I just I can't even begin to I have an idea. After Obama's victory in Iowa, the campaign, now, does he have an idea or not? You're just not telling him the right things. That's right, right sure. That's always my fault. <laughs> after Obama's victory in Iowa, the campaign collected $2.8 million online, but it was the two days after his stunning loss in New Hampshire that campaign officials point to is when they began to realize they were in for an extraordinary month. On the evening of the primary, Obama's finance staff settled in to watch the results from the cubicles. When the television networks called for the race for Clinton, their spirits sagged. But Burdick was starting, staring at her laptop, watching a graph showing how much money was pouring into the Obama campaign over the Internet. Within minutes, it was shooting upward. This is crazy, Burdick said, calling over to two of her colleagues sitting near here. It was shooting upward. Even Peter North would have been jealous. Within three hours, the campaign had cleared a half a million dollars. In the morning, when Burdick checked again, they'd raised 750000 Over the course of two days, Obama collected $4.4 million online. 
The campaign sent out an email message from Obama to donors the morning after the New Hampshire defeat. I know you just made a donation, but we're about to enter the most decisive period of the campaign, he said, signing his name at the end. Thank you, Barack. In Birmingham, Alabama, Matthew Lane, 38, logged into his email, received that message. Although he earns less than 20 grand a year as a storyteller in public libraries and a freelance writer, he decided to give 25 bucks on top of a few small contributions he made dating back to March 2007. The campaign's been so incredibly grassroots, it sort of does feel like you're making a difference, Lane said, even in giving in small increments like that. And this month, after the February 5 primaries, he decided to put another 25 bucks in the uh, pot. And George said he'd spend 25 bucks if there was pot in the pot. That's right. So let's see how we're doing with Eric. Is he there or what? Still hasn't answered. No, no new poll up there. I don't know what's going on, Eric. Maybe, uh, maybe he uh, over, OD'd on uh, ding-dongs or something. Or maybe he OD'd on his ding-dong. I don't know what's going on. You have any idea? Nope. Not a good sign. We have 61 dropouts, but that thing is kind of like uh, straight itself out, hasn't it? So far. Haven't, <laughs> haven't had any dropouts in a little while. Except for Tweak and his mentor there, by the way. Oh, it wasn't Tweak's problem. It wasn't his fault. It's that show before us, uh, the show that precedes us. They just can't, uh, don't know how to end the show. Uh, oh, my God. I have two words for jerks. You know what they are? No. Your mama. Names. There's some other ones that go after that. That's a good start. Your mama, jerks. The sports leader. Hi, my weight is... It's 11.31. Yeah, I'm uh, fat. I'll tell you that right now. Are you there? I'm right here. What? Well, I, I don't think you're paying any attention. we got some exciting news now. Well, I'm all locked and loaded. Loaded for what? Eric is there, and we got the new poll there. Yeah, I do like that. I do that. All right. We hashed all that out during the break. What do you mean by that? Well, it didn't happen automatically. Yeah, just did some hash during the break? We, yeah, and it's great. That's oh, why my was, God. That's why I didn't respond. I had a mouthful of smoke. Got two votes on the new poll on that one about uh, finding a wallet. And I was honest about it. I said I would take the money and, and I would Schmidt can the wallet. I mean, if there's a lot of money in there, you know. If we're like 40 bucks or something and somebody's ID and driver's license and stuff like that, I'd probably like... Uh, I voted for what I have done on a couple of occasions. Really? And that's gave it all back. So, in other words, you and I are the only ones that voted on the new poll after I went through all this big simis? I mean, I just now voted, so there's three on there now. Oh, we got three votes on the new poll after I went through this herniatic effort to get it on there. Give it all back, hope for a what about it, How about doing this? If you found Fidel Castro's wallet, where would you stick it? Them. We took huh? the poll once before. We know these armored car people, they find the, uh, the armored car sack of money, or they find money in a brown paper bag. If I found that, it would be money, oh, yeah. and I wouldn't tell anybody. But if I found no, a no wallet... And I have a couple times. I return it all. The only money I ever found was that, remember I told you that story a million times about that? Right. 
episode on Miami Beach when I was working at KAT 100 years ago, and I had mm-hmm. it was a Sunday, and the ATM at Fagship Bank there on uh, Washington Avenue, it was uh, out of it was out of order. The ATM so I couldn't get no money out of my uh, account, mm-hmm. and I had no cash. I had like I don't know maybe a buck. And I found um, how much was it that I found? I, can't, you know, I think ten bucks, two right? fives, or something like okay. that, or maybe twenty bucks on on the curb. On the curb, two bills. Hey, hey. Yeah. What What are the odds of that? Find? I mean, you know, sometimes you'll find change, you'll find a couple sure. of quarters, but to find a couple of bills on the it was like an act of God. Damn right. God. Woo! And maybe that old guy, if we open the phone up, that old guy would call. Oh, I'm the uh, pharmacy, the hotel pharmacy guy from Miami Beach. Oh, yeah. Everybody is the the something right guy, the something guy. Am I right? They are. They love their uh, the something. Yeah. The quarter cent guy, the uh, right. farmer, hotel pharmacy. What did I ever do to you, guy? Yeah. <coughs> oh boy. You ought to anyway, die, guy. Anyway, here's the of that other poll. What's your take on Castro's resignation? Eleven hundred and thirty-one vote. It won't change a thing. Five hundred sixteen. By the way, if you value your lives, don't ever drive in Toronto. That's just if you ever come here, don't ever drive. Don't rent okay. a car. Take a cab. All right. Oh, and and that's the big new uh, flap here. If you pardon that expression, the Indian cab drivers want to be able to ride motorcycles without a helmet. They've got you know their shmata on their head. The um, Hindus turbans. Isn't it the Hindus or is that the Muslims? It's uh, some of each. Yeah, yeah whatever. Hindus it is. don't wear turbans. It's the Sikhs. Oh, the Sikhs. Oh, well, they seek to a change the law. They don't want to have to wear a helmet like everybody else. They want to wear the, And just like the uh, the Muslims want to send their uh, girls to class with a burqa on. Right. What's your take on Castro's resignation? It won't change a thing, 516. I don't give a damn, 397. Communista, communista. I love it, 141. All right. Communista, communista. Right. And it's great, 77. Well, you know, it's our audience. If you took the same poll on Radio Mambi, oh, my God, it would, it would go nuts, no doubt. Although in the streets, they're not, yeah. Not too much of that is what my reports be. All, all of a sudden, we got a whole bunch of votes on there. See, I chewed them out. Well, they didn't know I caught them off guard. Right. They thought the same boring Castro poll was up there. We don't give a damn about Fidel. I know that bothers a lot of you folks out there, just like I don't give a damn about uh, how's Ariel Sharon doing. You notice we stopped hearing about him. Didn't he die? No. He did, officially? I don't know. Get out of here. I'd love to. Ariel Sharon is dead? I don't know. I thought he died. I'll have to look With it up a puppet like that, my God. They just have to insert a feeding tube. Stick it in this puppet, man. Enough to feed the Chinese army for a hundred years. Look at that. Japanese outrage over a rape case. They're all holding up signs. Out, USA. Out. They hate us all over the world like poison. So don't go to Amsterdam, plus the fact they're closing the whore shops. And that, that story I had that day is so depressing, you know. Not that I need to go there. There's lots of other exciting places in the world to go, but it's just... Why? Well, what's the point? You know, what, what, what is... Uh... Why? He's still alive, by the way, but, you know... I told you he's still alive. Is that what you said? Yeah, he drank five shots and he's still alive. Five shots of Manischewitz. Forty-two votes on there. Okay, here we go. If you found a wallet with a lot of money, including, uh, including ID, what would you really do? Honest. Give it all back. Hope for a reward, but don't push it. Twelve. Pocket the money, return the wallet, claim I found it that way, 12. Give it all back, no reward necessary, 9. Pocket the money, lose the wallet, toss the wallet, and don't bother finding the owner, 9. I, that's what I voted. If there's a lot of money. I mean, if there's like hundreds of dollars in there, you know, uh, what are the odds it's going to be some schlepper, right? Right. And find the owner, return everything, and insist on a reward, none. Well, yeah, that's tacky. 
Even our crowd. And we'll get some votes. Mm-hmm. Not yet, though. 49. There'll be a couple of people honest enough to admit that. Insist on a reward. I found your wallet and I got all your stuff. I want $100. Yeah, but there was only 30 bucks in it. I want $100. I want $500. Like that. That's probably what they would do, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, poor Lionel Tate. He's got issues, man. Pleads no contest to pizza hold up. Yeah. Lionel Tate, whose nine-year history in the Broward court system has drawn worldwide attention, resolved his latest legal case on Tuesday when he pleaded no contest to armed robbery in the 2005 holdup of a pizza delivery man. Don't be lifting no pizza. Do, 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 do. Right. That story by itself is worth, you know, a chapter in a book. The pizza theft. That oh, was yeah. after the, oh, during yeah. the hurricane. That was great. When are you going to write that book? I'm not. <laughs> you want to know why I'm not? I don't want to. Right. I don't want to. Why don't you write a response to David in that nice email he sent you about uh, your life? I don't want to. The, the drop-in that you played, that, that was the exact one to play. Boy, does he have a lot of kutubah. Sure. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, sometimes I'll try to write something uplifting to some of these people on there if they're depressed or got problems or whatever. You know, I don't know them, but I'll try to, like, send, you know, like an inspirational message. But I don't like to interfere in their lives and tell them, what the hell's wrong with you? Why don't you grab yourself by the bootstraps and put yourself right. up, you uh, punk, you You're going to act like a man. Yeah, right. That's What's right. the matter with you? Don't bother me anymore, David, because if you do, I'm just going uh, I'm gonna, I'm to delete him, you know, going to block him. I don't do that unless there's usually a really good reason, but it's just it's just annoying that the people want to tell you how to live your life. Well, what does he know about my life? Nothing. And like you said, it's a radio show. This isn't uh, True Confessions or something like that. Right. It's a freaking radio show. Tate, 20, now 21, was on probation for the 99 death of a six-year-old playmate when the robbery occurred. He's already serving 30 years in prison for violating his probation. And in negotiated sentence, he'll serve 10 years for the robbery while serving the time for violating his probation. According to the FDC, Florida Department of Corrections, he's scheduled to be released from prison in 2031. I'll be long, long gone by then. I'll be worm food by then, 2031. That's 23 years. No, maybe not. What would I be in 2031? That's 23 years. I'd be 88. I'm going to make it to 90, just like mom. You're going to make it to 101. No, I'm not. telling you. I'm not going to make it to 66 if I keep getting emails like that from Dave. 101. Dressed in black pants and a beige and gray shirt, Tate seemed to relax in the courtroom, politely answering a judge's question. I'm all right, he told reporters as BSO court deputies escorted him through a hallway later. I'm all right. Like Jesus, he's doing all right. Mr. Tate's been around a long time. His name's been around a long time, said Chief Assistant State Attorney Chuck Morton. He finally put an end to his case. It's really tragic that his life has taken this course. I don't feel good about that at all, but nevertheless, justice is served. Dinner's not served because he stole a pizza, but justice is served. And it goes on. Well, we know about all these. He's, he's got issues, man. He's got some problems. Multi-problema. Crazy people with guns. You know, I was out uh, sick that one day. Didn't have a chance to talk about that. What's there to say? Crazy people with guns. Right. And that's, uh, they had another lockdown in some Kentucky high school today. I don't think anybody. It was an accident, but nobody got hurt. Every day now we have more stories, and is anybody up in our, are the politicians talking about it? No. Any of them? No. No, no, God forbid. We don't want to piss off the NRA, baby. That's the last thing we want to do. God forbid. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Neil God. Once there was a senator. 
egoist part indulging a habit. You fairy. A boogaloo, not much different like a typical neocon faggot. Oh! Heads up to Larry. We all thank you for giving writers something funny to do. You're looking for guys who make you go pie-eye. Larry Craig, thank you for tapping your shoe. New stories last a few days, but you refuse to go away. Republicans are primarily gay. Hands off to Larry with cheeks up high. Rectum. Gay, gay, gay. I never have been gay. Gay, gay, gay. gay. I never have been gay. Hands off to Larry. He wants to stay, but his own party wants him to go away. The religious right wants him to stay. Larry Craig will spread his legs for you. He was oh. a man to screw, and any guy will do. You fairy. Okay, it's 11.47, 13 till noon at 5.60 WQAN. Don't forget, Jerk's at 2 o'clock this afternoon, living up to his name. It's just what you what you uh, heard about the, in the rumor mill, and I'm sure it's true. Mm-hmm. Him throwing us collectively under the bus. Well, guess what, Jerk's? <coughs> That's for you, okay? And the heat sucked, you're right about that. Yeah. And he's gone, so there you go. I mean, is that it? Not, not, what's going to happen when the NBA season's over? I, is that a trick question? Uh, uh, Chris. That'll be a Dolphins training camp. Well, no, but I mean, what, what's he going to talk about? He's got nothing to do with the Dolphins. And what about the Marlins? We love the Marlins. Let's build that stadium where nobody's going to go. Nobody wants to go there. Nevertheless, let's, let's waste millions of dollars, okay? I know that the infrastructure of Dade County doesn't need any help. I'm sure that the roads are squeaky clean and the bridges and all of these things, right? Oh, they're wonderful. I mean, why would we want to spend millions of dollars on those kinds of things that benefit everybody who lives in the county and lives in South Florida and has to schlep through Dade County? Why would we want to do that? Well, we can pee it down the uh, toilet on a stadium that no, for a team that nobody cares about. Nobody wants to go to the games anyway. Why not do that? I'm sure Norma Kent's very pleased that they're going to build a stadium. He'll schlep 100 miles to go to the game, especially if he can get the tickets into that deal that allegedly he's working on, but I hear nothing because I'm like a mushroom. I'm in the dark. And you're probably thinking, well, why don't you call up? No, no. You want to know why? No, I don't want to. I wasn't thinking that at all. That's right. I made enough calls already. If something materializes, fine. If not, I'll just just call up that guy David over there in St. Petersburg, wherever he's hanging it out, and I'll kill myself while he's on the phone. (laughs) Or I'll I'll have Rimmer call me, and I'll kill myself while the phone is ringing. Oh, God. It's just mind-boggling. Just go away. Don't go away, man. Just go away. Okay, you're, you know, there are people who are, I don't know how to put this. There are people who are part of your, well, I probably shouldn't say this because somebody will get the wrong impression. Mm-hmm. Well, no, somebody, an old friend of mine from Kalamazoo, and I've been corresponding on um, Hotmail, you know, for a few weeks. 
Right. In fact, he called the show one day before he started emailing. But anyway, um, so and I never, I never finished up. In other words, I never got caught up with the last, and I haven't responded in I don't know many days. I don't want him if he listens to this or is listening online to think I'm talking about him. But there are some people who were like a part of your life in another era. You know what I mean by right. that? Right, different chapter of your life. That's right. Like when I was down there, and when uh, Rimmer was working for the Panthers, that that was, and when he was uh, foisting those horrible hockey shows on us. Mm-hmm. Gotta do a hockey show, a hockey show. <laughs> Just remember one thing, okay? And I've told you this many, many times. Yeah. This is the motto of South Florida and the people who wind up there. It's not important in life that you succeed, but that your friends fail. Right. Just keep that in mind. Oh okay? yeah, I feel it. Keep it. Thanks. Squeeze it. Okay, I better get back to my stuff here, my pile, you know. Or we could take some calls. No. no. Uh, maybe David will call in from St. Pete and give me another lecture on, uh, oh, what's up, old man? And uh, uh. Do I sound depressed today? I'm, I'm doing pretty damn good. I'm having a fine day. Sound fine. I've had numerous messages from Paco today, who actually right. made it to school and took his exam and made it to the, uh, uh, the zit doctor. Mm-hmm. And only had to wait an hour to finally get in, and uh, doing just great. I'm feeling good. Yeah, I am. Me too. I mean, don't you have good days and bad days like any oh, other yeah. thing? Yeah, you know it. It's the way it goes. We have our ups, we have our downs, we have our ends, right. we have our ups. It's called human, baby. It's called human, David. The in roller coaster ride along. Wherever your sorry ass is hanging out. Oh, brother, you talk about somebody trying to inject themselves into your life. That, that's what frosts my ass. Listen to the show, David, if you want. And if not, bye-bye. Well, whatever you're doing. The price is right. It costs you nothing. Doug Thompson's got a column on Capitol Hill Blue, George's favorite website. Can Clinton pull out of this nosedive? Question mark. What do you think? No. With ten straight losses and the latest trouncing in Wisconsin and Hawaii, Hillary Rodham Clinton's nosedive campaign and nosediving campaign is spiraling downward toward political oblivion. At Clinton's national campaign headquarters in Arlington, Virginia, senior aides screamed and shouted into the early morning hours, with one side urging the New York senator and former first lady to attack frontrunner Barack Obama without mercy, the other pushing her to be calm, collected, and presidential. Either way is a long shot. Clinton's campaign is all but over, drowning under a tsunami named Obama, her own mistakes and incredible screw-ups by her former president husband. Newsweek's Howard Feynman says Clinton campaign insiders tell him that chief strategist Mark Penn wants Hillary to pull out all the stops and attack Obama nonstop between now and the primaries in Texas and Ohio on March 4. I've known Mark Penn for some 20 years. He and his former partner, Doug Shane, worked for me as pollsters for our independent expenditures program when I ran the political program division for the National Association of Realtors from 1987 to 92. His approach then, as it is now, was to attack without hesitation, take no prisoners, and win by any means possible. But I believe he and Clinton overplayed their hand with petty attacks against Obama in the past week, claiming plagiarism from a friend of the Illinois senator who, it turned out, advised Obama to use the words in his speech to refute Clinton's words versus solutions approach. Penn advised Clinton to ignore Obama's victories in the Potomac primaries and again last night. In doing so, she went on stage and ignored the standard political tradition of conceding a primary election and congratulating the opponent. That decision cost Clinton valuable airtime last night when the cable networks cut from the middle of her stump speech to cover Obama's victory speech, which went on and on and on. Mark doesn't admit failure or defeat. Hillary Clinton's enormous ego won't allow her to admit a mistake either. Penn believes that there were attacks against Obama, helped keep his margin to victory below 60% in Wisconsin, and he'll most likely turn his candidate into a merciless attack machine, man. 
Traditional political wisdom says that when your back is against the wall, you go negative. Clinton's out of options, and she'll probably follow Penn's traditional political advice. But this isn't a traditional campaign. Obama's rock star personality has turned the race for the nomination into a happening, a phenomenon that ignores the rules and tramples tradition. Attempting to blunt his tremendous popularity with serious talk about experience and issues won't work. Neither will attack ads. Clinton still has a long shot chance at a rebound, but she can't do it by following conventional political wisdom, assuming wisdom even exists in politics. She needs to muzzle her loose cannon husband and keep him off the campaign trail, assuming that that's possible. She needs to sack Mark Penn, find a message, and then stick to it. If this campaign proves anything, it's that comebacks also violate con conventional political wisdom. John McCain's resurrection from the political dead establishes that. McCain jump-started his campaign by sacking his strategist and his pollster. Clinton fired a campaign manager and deputy, but still listens to Penn and pays him millions of dollars for the advice that drove her run for the presidency, from inevitable to impossible. From inevitable to impossible, Clinton can't claim to be a leader as long as she lets political hacks dump her campaign into the dustbin of history. You go, Doug. What do you really mean? Huh? What's he really trying to say? She's done. Stick a fork in her. She be done. Swillery. What did I tell you? I told you a long time ago. She's the most polarizing, the most divisive. Either you love her or you hate her. And only seen how old, old women love her. That's right. Oh, that's swillery. She's bear. so wonderful. What? I said, how's it going, eh? Don't forget to see George on Friday and bring him a lot of money and a lot of drugs. Bring him some tips right. on the uh, races, okay, because I don't have no racing for him. I mean, right. I, could, I could do some homework for it now that I know we're going to be doing it Friday again. But I won't. I don't want to. That's fine. It's too much like work, in addition to which when you start, when you start reading the forum and pretending you're going to learn something, then uh, you change your mind a hundred times, you know? Have you ever seen a racing forum for the thoroughbreds? Not that I'm aware of. And all the little lines and the buyer speed figure and no, no, no. no, you know if I did see one, I wouldn't have recognized it. So, oh, you'll probably find some on the flow. Oh, that's right, you're going to be there when the races just start. Mm -hmm. Today, we're going to actually uh, give you some picks from DRF. They put in a triactor for each and every race, and here's what they've got selected. This, this one here is wearing a wedding band. You fair? I'm going to tell you something. Those S's just came through my TV screen. Those runaway S's, and I'm holding one in my right hand. A screamer. Of course, their number one pick in the first race, along with Austin. You hear, those, those, you hear it? I heard it. On top, uh, that is Nigeria uh, debuting for the Barna Patrick Reynolds as well. First start off the claim in the third race. We see the eight horse, old rugged. Oh, those are for Gulfstream Park this afternoon. Why don't you go out there now? You still got time to get make the first race, George. See ya. You're going to become a degenerate gambler, then you'll blame me for it. Oh, they no, old no. man, he got me to gamble me, away me, all my money. Let me tell you something. I've never blamed anyone else for any of my bad habits. Good. That's a good thing, okay? Nobody's that's making you do thing. anything. What? Nobody's making you do any of these that's things. That's right. Nobody's my twisting around. Nobody's holding it. Right. It's like these people, well, what are we going to get a good show on? We're going to get another. Nobody is holding a gun to your head, forcing you to listen, okay? All right. the malcontents out there, all these people, and nobody's holding a gun to your head, uh, you know, forcing you to indulge any of these vices, whether it's sugar or drugs or gambling that's or right. whatever it is. That's right. I'm on my own. I don't blame right. anybody else for it, okay? We all pick our own damn poison. people that manufactured it in the first place. They should only. I don't even blame them. What do you want them I to do? do. Yeah. They want to sell stuff. So they and make another thing I can't stand is people that go, <coughs> you might want to tell somebody that, okay? Can't deal with it. Sports Radio 5, QAM. Me, sports leader. Stick Cheney. I like to relax by having Mary Magdalene massage my balls while listening to the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. <coughs> oh, my God, not this. It's so long. Did you make a phone call or something? A long, long 
time ago. I beg your pardon? Gotta go potty? It was 1900. No. Jesse Helms was just a lad of nine. I could play the whole thing, but I don't want it. Okay. Well, no, you talked me out of it. I was going to play it. You're mailing it in. What? You're mailing it in. You're going to kill him when he says. No, he's not. You're femaling it in. I'm going to tell you one thing. If I haven't taken a bunch of pills by now oh, and gone into a coma and not awakened, if I haven't done it by now, it's I never going to happen. That's right. You want to know why? You don't want to. I'm a survivor. Right. Those are the two, the three words. Uh, I'm a, I am, I'm, I'm right. a, I'm a mama, survivor. Oh, the notion that you'd let any of these people get to you. What people? You know, the people that like to tell you how to live your life. Oh, I mean, you know, connected with this show? Or with this any, show? Any of the above. Any of the above. Oh. Just say this: If I survive the Mo Howard David era, sure, uh, I can survive anything in this business. That was about the ugliest, and, and all these people. Oh, is it just? Is it just yeah, shtick? Are you right. guys just making right. it up? Right. Nobody could have made up the stuff that was going nope. on then. With the most, the wildest, most perverse sense of uh, sickness, nobody could have made that up. But then again, they, Greg did such a good job of checking references there, you know. Really did a thorough job. Oh, I got Howard David coming, going to do the morning show. Hey, here's the contract, Neil. Look at that. I got a signature. Oh, ho, ho, ho. For the first time ever, evolution is to be taught clearly and explicitly in Florida classrooms. Now that the Florida Board of Education yesterday approved a batch of new science standards that says the E-word. The E-word. Oh, my God. All right. All right. But there's a catch, of course. Evolution will be taught as the scientific theory of evolution. And it will not happen overnight. Nice. The original, yeah, wasn't that good? Mm-hmm. He's weighing in on that. The original proposed standards, updated for the first time since 1996, didn't call evolution a theory when they were drafted and reviewed by a panel of experts. Following numerous public complaints, though, from a bunch of right-wing getchkeys, Bible-thumping lunatics, flat-earth maniacs, the State Department of Education suggested the wording change to clearly label every scientific law and theory, not just about evolution as such. The board adopted the alternate proposal, and therefore the standards by a 4-3 vote. Religious advocates wanted more. They proposed a so-called academic freedom amendment to the standards to counter what they say is the standards' dogmatic tone in calling evolution the fundamental concept underlying all of biology. The amendment would have given teachers the explicit permission to engage students in a critical analysis of that evidence. But supporters of the standards and a majority of the board said the proposal was anything from unnecessary to redundant to suspect. After all, the standards encourage scientific argumentation, critical and logical thinking, and the active consideration of alternative scientific explanations to explain the data presented. Board member Donna Calloway, who made frequent reference to her faith, tried to get the academic freedom measure considered but couldn't get a second. Who made frequent reference to her faith. You shouldn't be on the school board, honey. If you're a getchke, get off of there. Right. Just walk away, bitch. Just you can't call Donna Calloway. I don't know who she is. Right? And she's still, if that's her attitude, to me, she's still a bitch. Oh, you can't do that. I just sure did. can't. If we decide that we're going to hide this debate and we're going to go hide the controversy, we're going to hide the fact that thousands of people disagree, then we better get with the witness protection program, she said. This is a point of debate and we need to address it right here, she said. Right here, like Brian Cox would say. Up to here. Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> 
Roberto um, uh, Martinez said, respectfully, Don, it's not a form of debate or controversy in the mainstream scientific community. He was cut off by applause and whistling from pro-evolution crowd at the packed hearing. Pro-evolution crowd. Until then, the evolution critics had hissed and muttered when he spoke and said evolution was really a fact. But Martinez and Callaway had this in common. Both voted against the standards. While Callaway wanted a less dogmatic tone on evolution, Martinez wanted the original standards as drafted and as praised by the National Academy of Sciences. He said he was concerned that calling evolution a theory, even a scientific theory, would still confuse the two definitions of the word against or a scientific and testable concept based on facts. The pay well, provide a pension, provide health care, that's the change they need. Martinez also made a passing reference to a 2005 federal Pennsylvania court ruling that considered an alternative to evolution called intelligent design to be more religion than science. Intelligent design, my ass. And whoever did, by the way, was right. a real clown. A real sadist. There's proof against it. What's going on here is an effort by people who are opposed to evolution to water down our standards, Martinez said. No matter how much the current strategy may have evolved in the past 20 years, the DNA is the same. Creationism. Hocus pocus. That's it. With the new standards, teachers will be required to teach evolution and natural selection starting in the sixth grade, and starting in ninth grade will take up learning hominid evolution from early ancestors to genetic drift and gene flow. Oh, don't let it flow in your genes. Too late. All depending on where it's flowing from. Right. Oh, that's really bad. Evolution is taught now in public schools, but it's not clear to what extent, but the standards never mention it by name, though they mention natural selection. The new standards not only ensure evolution is mentioned, it's to be inculcated. Supporters say the standards will make science learning more in-depth and will improve the understanding of science by Florida students who do poorly in the subject area when tested. Wow, what a shock. John Stenberger, a real farbison, an activist with the Orlando-based Florida Family Policy Council, said the standards go too far, unfairly muzzle teachers, and will lead more people to pull their kids out of public schools in favor of homeschooling and private, private education. Stenberger was one of the ten opponents to the standards who spoke alongside the ten supporters of the standards before the board voted Tuesday. The roles seem reversed, with evolution supporters talking about God and critics talking about science and the need for inclusive learning. Illustrating the apparent role reversals, the clerical collar worn by Presbyterian pastor Brant Copeland of Tallahassee. I wonder if he's kin to Leroy and, and Vince Copeland. Who? Harness drivers? Right. He supported the standards as written and said evolution has helped shed light on God's creation. On the other side, public school teacher Dave Bracken, he said, said the standards seem to discourage any teaching, teaching that questions evolution. There are cracks, there are holes, Bracken said. Oh, yeah, there are cracks and holes, baby. Noting research and study from the intelligent design movement, which posits that multiple forms of, the, of life show such complexity and evidence of design, they must have been made by some unnamed higher intelligence. Right. Like all them spiders. And although just like that thing that the Lord made them all, I'll play that a hundred times. Mm -hmm. Instead of that long, ponderous uh, thing. Right. What's wrong with that hundred years go by? So it's long. You know? I didn't say anything there. Yeah, the, you did. I did not say that there was anything wrong with it. You said, I'm mailing it in. That's exactly what you said. And I said, you're femaling right. it in. Franklin said he was concerned that the new standards wouldn't allow him the freedom to teach some of the problems with evolution. But board member Phoebe Rowlerson said that's not the case. She provided the second to board member Linda Taylor's motion to add the scientific theory language, but didn't take up Callaway's motion to add the academic freedom provision because the standards already encourage critical thinking. They're a bunch of wusses, man. Don't confuse them with the truth. They've got to, like, uh, hedge around so they can pacify all the getchkeys. That's what it's all about. One of the best part of the standards is we're trying to teach what is the scientific process, she said. Joining Taylor and Rowlerson back in the standards were Kathleen Shanahan and Chairman T. Willard Fair. He's still around. He's still spitting in the soup who cast a deciding vote and quickly slipped out of the meeting during a break. Well, he's got to go to the restaurant and spit in the soup where the white people are eating. 
You know, that's what he used to brag about when I used to have him on my show all the time, T. Willard Fair. He mentioned that. When he worked in the kitchen and a restaurant where all the clientele were all white. Mm-hmm. And so he worked in the uh, kitchen. Right. And as a, as, as a gesture of uh, hostility, he would, like, claim that he spit nice. in the soup. And I don't know if he did or not. Yeah. At least he didn't do something that rhymes with spit in the soup. That would have been really. Special. I guess that would have been too obvious. Huh? I guess. Unless it was like soup, lentil you know, soup. Or beef and barley. <laughs> Or one of those chunky suits. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's Swillery. She's still at it. And here's all these idiots behind her. And one guy, that one kid looks retarded as hell. Let's get rid of it. Let's get real. Yeah. You know, get Channel 69, MTV, Road Rules, Challenge, whatever it is, you know, it's on there. I can't find uh, my MTV here now. Well, if you know what's good for you. Better than that. Well, I know it's the same Hillary, yeah. There's much music. Romance. Uh oh, not that. Mm-mm. Oh, no. Yeah, keep going, keep on going. Careful, oh, though. Careful, careful, right. Kind of words in it. Don't let these hotties distract you, because we're here for one thing and one thing only. The Whacked Out Sports Theater of Pain. All right, great. I can't find my MTV today. I'll have to, I, I tried uh, checking online, and I couldn't find the damn list of cable channels. Maybe Brandon will find it for me, but, of course, he's, not, uh, he's uh, incommunicado last two days. And we have no more dropouts on the streaming. Isn't that good news? Hallelujah, baby. Yep. Hallelujah. 133 votes on Chris's second poll. I get the feeling we're kicking some big smelly ass, you know. And speaking of that, George will be at Gulfstream fr- uh, Friday, 10 to 2. Kicking my own. Be, huh? Kicking no, my I, own smelly ass. probably see some big fat smelly ass there. Oh, I'm sure. Come one. Come on. Oh, man. I can't find uh, MTV. In fact, I forgot all about it during the break, and they got some kind of a wild uh, rugby. Uh, that devil horn signal thing. What? I said, how's it going? Well, these guys are all rolling around and grabbing each other's privates and stuff like that. There's so much joy out of that little sandwich. Mmm. Mm. The greatest love. You know, the damnedest thing of it all is I got my teeth cleaned at 3 this afternoon, so I can't eat lunch. I mean, I could. Well, that's good. should do that every day. Should do what? Get my teeth clean so, so you don't eat lunch. That's right. a good idea. It's the teeth clean diet. Three months, I'd be broke, but be, my teeth would be beautiful. Right. You know? Sparkling. Yeah. Twelve eighteen at five sixty WQAM. Happy Wednesday to George. Will be at uh, Gulfstream ten to two this Friday. Right. Broadcasting live as live as it ever gets Woo! when George is on. Live the Line Casino on the first floor of Gulfstream Park. Enjoy the live racing, simulcasting, and slots. While Neil teaches George the horse betting ropes, it says, yeah. Or we just hang George by a rope. Sure, why not? From the flagpole, you know how they play the national anthem at the track? That's uh-huh. always bugged me over the years. Why do they do that? Oh, to be patriotic, don't you know? It's a gambling place, man. The track is where there's gambling going on. Why do we have to have the national anthem? And, of course, at Pompano Park in the clubhouse, the thing that was always very, very amusing, even though I've seen it eight million times, is they have all these old deaf people up there in the clubhouse, you know, mm-hmm. eating dinner. Yeah. And so they can't, they can't hear when they say uh, you know, the National Anthem is going to start. Mm-hmm. They can't hear it. So they're sitting there, and all of a sudden they see other people standing up. and like, oh, uh, Gertrude, uh, you yeah. better stand up. They're playing uh, our song. Well, what happened with us? I saw everybody standing up, and I'm like, you know, I had the headphones on listening to the show. 
So yeah. I didn't know what was going on. And somebody, oh, it was a nice You didn't stand up, did you? No, I did not. not. Not the way things are going today. No. Like Michelle Obama says, you know, this is the only time I've ever been proud to be an American. Come enjoy the live racing simulcasting in slots while uh, George learns how to uh, plunge his guts out. And get ready for the big race on Sunday, the $350,000 Fountain of Youth Stakes at Gulfstream Park. So uh, George will be there. Maybe we'll cash another couple of tickets. Ticket, 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 ticket. So uh, Steve Sloan goes and makes your bets for you, right? Right, and he also. So you're going to have a different headset this time, so we'll be able to understand uh, I'm you. I'm putting like a, a bid in for something, yeah, for something nice sounding. Talk to an engineer if you can find one. Okay. A gun supply shop in Wisconsin is painting and decorating guns to look like children's toys, and many police officers are concerned. There's a picture one on here, right? It's got a little kitty on the uh, handle. On the handle. Yeah. Uh, somebody points bar. at an officer. What? Handlebar. Handlebars, yeah, like a bike. That would be great. To have That's something now. You just made a fortune. You don't even know it. All right, share. Go, uh, bicycles with handlebars that shoot bullets. Why not? Oh, my God. Talk about the American effing way. That's a great That's a great concoction and invention, man. Shoot and run. Yeah. But out of both sides. But a bing, yeah. If somebody points at an officer, he could hesitate. Brian Solar of the Arizona Fraternal Order Police told CNN, in which case he could get shot. Even worse, the officer could react and take the life of a child. What do you mean, take the life of a child? Oh, that's right. Sergeant Manny Mendoza of the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department in Barstow, California, warned that now we're at the point where anything that looks like a gun, no matter what color, is considered a firearm, and we will act accordingly to defend ourselves in the public. You show me not enough like that. A pistola, baby, I'm going to blow your crap away. Jim's gun, su- gun Supply of Baraboo, Wisconsin. I never heard of it in my life. Did you, Baraboo? Nope. Which boasts on its website that we adhere to the highest legal and ethical principles in the conduct of all aspects of our business, primarily offers the customized guns in camouflage patterns. However, it also provides a selection of items in shocking pink, including one with a Hello Kitty logo on the stock, as well as other garish and historical replica designs on the stock. The Duracoat product used on the guns was originally designed to prevent corrosion. There have been concerns in the past that it could be used by criminals to make real guns look like fakes, but these candy-colored designs might prove irresistible to children, create new worries. The owner of Jim's Gun Supply, Jim Assel, defended his business in a... Jim what? A- Assel. A-S-T-R-E. <laughs> Isn't it? Hey, Assel. What word did you say? That's what his name is, A-S-T-L-E. <laughs> you Assel. His first name. Or Assel Rose? <laughs> At least that isn't Harry. How do you know? I don't. Not you that you it. No. Anyway, Assel defended his business in a statement to CNN. He said, over 75% of them are law enforcement, he argued. They're buying them for their wives, so they'll go on a range and shoot with them. Paint doesn't make oh. it any more deadly than black. Wow. <laughs> you Assel. Don't hassle me. God, yeah. Don't hassle Assel. Right. Don't blow your crap away. David Hasselhoff. That kitty gun. Crazy people with guns, man, and don't you mess with the NRA. Don't you mess with those gun lovers. You know, oh, yeah, it's just for hunting, you know, hunting people. Sure. Hunting people, hunting students. That's the new deal in schools, man. High schools, colleges, just go in there. I'm pissed off about something. Let me just go in and blow a bunch of people away. And then I'll bl- the one, one thing is they're shooting themselves in the head, you know? Well, that's good. Yeah, it saves, it saves taxpayers a lot of money. Mm-hmm. 161 votes is all we got on this new poll. It must be a bad poll, Charlie B. If you found a wallet with a lot of money inside, including ID, what would you really do? Really honestly and true. We won't tell anybody. 
Give it all back. No reward necessary. 51. Give it all back. Hope for reward, but don't push it. 44. Don't push it. Cash? Oh, yeah. I'm still buying you unwanted gold, diamonds, and used jewelry. Rolex, Cartier, and Patek watches will bring you top dollar. Old, broken, or damaged gold is my passion. My product is cash. I need your used jewelry. So if you want to pick up some cash and have some fun at the same time, bring me your rings, earrings, necklaces, and bracelets right now. That's Oliver, the uh, gold man. I just like those spots. They're, uh, you know, so, yeah, a lot of guys that like to do their own spots and they're really bad. Yeah. But he's funny. He's a funny Good. guy. Look at this. Breaking news. No injuries. A portion of building collapses in Queen Street blaze near Bathurst. Oh, my God. Stay away from Queen and Bathurst. That's a message for the Queen. Anyway, give it all back and hope for reward, but don't push it, 44. Pocket the money, return the wallet, and claim I found it that way, 41. Pocket the money, lose the wallet, and don't bother finding the owner, 24. Find the owner, return everything, and insist on a reward. Only two people are so tacky as to insist. 164. What if the owner says, well, thank you so much, but as far as the reward, I don't want to. You know, like that. Right. Chop I know how to part. solve that. Oh, yeah. Speaking of guns, well, there's Mike Huckleberry. To the Alamo as a defeat, but it actually was the springboard to Texas' victory and independence. Oh. Had it not been for the Alamo, there would oh, not have been. Oh, Alamo, my ass. They, it's a rent-a-car joint. Oh. <clears throat> this guy talks such nonsense, you know. He's a man of the cloth, though, so you know he's full of crap. Illinois lawmakers moved swiftly after last year's massacre at Virginia Tech to make it harder for anyone with a history of mental illness to buy guns, fortifying what were already some of the nation's toughest weapons laws. But the new measure doesn't take effect until June. And whether it would have prevented last week's bloodbath at Northern Illinois University is far from clear. Stephen Kazmierzak, the 27-year-old grad student who bought an arsenal of guns in recent months and used them to kill five people and commit suicide, had been on medication and was said to have spent time in the psychiatric center as a teen you in see, the late 1990s. What did I tell you about them crazies? What about them? They're crazy and they shouldn't well, be trusted. They should meds, never be man. let out. you got to take your meds. Uh, yeah, but you never know if they're going to, so you, they should never be let out. This business about meds, you know, it's yeah. just, oh. Mm-hmm. But State Senator Dan Katowski, a sponsor of the law that will require more detailed reporting to state officials about those who have received mental health treatment, said the sketchy information about Kazmierzak's ex medical history makes it impossible to know if he would have fallen under the law. The law is more comp- comprehensive than most, the Democrats said Monday, but everything needs to be evaluated and reviewed to address the problem so something like this never happens again. Oh, yeah, hold your breath. It'll never happen again until next time. <laughs> The measure, when it takes effect, will require health professionals to inform state authorities about patients who display violent, suicidal, or threatening behavior. Right now, such information is reported to state officials only on people who have been institutionalized, not on those who receive only outpatient treatment. Illinois adopted the law last June, and the governor signed it in August. Virginia lawmakers, meanwhile, are still considering a package of bills to reform that state's mental health system in the wake of Virginia Tech's tragedy, including one that would make it easier to have people involuntarily committed, like we do in Florida. The ba- Is that a uh, federal thing or just in Florida, the Baker Act? I don't know. Well, why not? The Baker Act. You better Google it, man. Right. Or we're going to have you Baker Act it. Do it. You asshole. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Ladies and gentlemen. If I could offer only one tip for the future, act strange and people will leave you alone. The rest of my advice has no basis more reliable than my own meandering experience. Put a slinky around your neck and try to walk downstairs backwards head first. Sit naked in a large bowl of Rice Krispies and sing feelings while the kernels go snap, crackle and pop. Go up to a ticket booth and try to stick your head through the hole where they say how much. Lick a stranger. 
Tell them you're from Bosnia and you're a country. It's a sign of respect. Take lots of pills. One of them might work. Occasionally ask a stranger if they've heard anything from Lewis. Be annoying. During an IRS audit, staple the guy's hand to his desk. Moon a funeral. Play go fetch with a seeing eye dog while he's working. Run naked through a mall yelling, Killer bees, killer bees. Say the word titty without smiling. Try to figure out who said Paulie Shore should star in movies. Don't be surprised if it's the same guy who said John Gacy should work with kids. Ask an old lady if you can carry her groceries and try to make a run for it. Disappear for great lengths of time. Try to touch your forehead with your tongue. It may not work, but many women will appreciate the effort. At a high school reunion, tell your old English teacher that your dog's still eating your homework. Ask Mark McGuire if he'll take a million dollars for one of his balls. Try to find the secret to Caratop's success. Understand your conception was an accident, that your parents got wasted and wanted a few more laughs before they passed out. Try not to lose your finger in your nose. Take up Bob Costas and toss him on the lawn next door. Go on a car trip with Bob Costas and force him to stay in his car seat. Try to dribble Bob Costas. Ask all your friends and family for forgiveness. Knowing you, you've done some crap that's really pissed them off. Wish no ill will to anyone, unless you don't like them. Then screw them, they're on their own. Realize anyone who says they're completely happy are completely full of crap. Ask a hell's angel if he's a woman or has he always walked like that. Understand that there are bad people in the world and you may just be one of them. Sniff an old lady. Imagine Gomer Pyle in a gay bar trying to get lucky. Do this without laughing. You fairy! Find what's left of your innocence. Understand it, embrace it, protect it, and every so often, take it out for a nice nosh. Care enough not to care. Hum while you eat. Act strange, and people will leave you alone. 12.33, and speaking of the Baker Ranks, I was right. It's just that well, I wasn't right. I was guessing that it's just a Florida thing. Yeah. And? Florida law permits a... Can I read this uh, briefly or not? Okay. Do you want to hear about it? Because we're going to have you Baker acted. How do you like that, mister? We're going to have you come, we're gonna have come with a straitjacket to Gulfstream when your right. ass is there unsuspecting. As long as it's Friday. a straitjacket. No, it's going to be a gay jacket. Oh, jeez, no thanks. Pink with polka dots and lace. As long as they're evenly spaced. Florida law permits a mental health professional, law enforcement officer, or judge who issues an ex parte order to initiate an involuntary examination only when a person meets the following criteria. The question is, what are the criteria for involuntary psychiatric exams in Florida? This is under frequently asked questions about reform of Florida's Baker Act. What, where, where's something that tells it what, it what it is? What it is. Yeah, and how you can get people, uh, you know. Right, how you can get them Baker, Baker Act. Like, Perfect! Perfect! You know, we could have solved that problem sure. ourselves, even though Jolly Joe had his private investigator working feverishly on it, of course. We could have solved that chronic phone problem. We could have just had three or four people Baker Acted. We could be taking calls every day. Not a lot of them, because then we'd have the uh, quarter schlock guy, and we'd have the... Uh, 
the ratings guy and the this guy and what the that guy. You guy. The what? The ebullient guy. The what did I do to you guy? The ebullient guy, right. Everybody's the uh, the guy with the eyes. Well, he calls uh, Joe all the time, by the way. Does he now? See, one thing about our sports shows, and this is always, this has been consistent in the ten years we've been on the station. They don't screen the calls. I mean, they you know they ask who's on there, but they put the same people on over and over, and they they don't care. Whoever the board ops are that work the sports shows, they ought to be shot. Okay, especially the one between two and four. But then again, that's just my opinion. Jerks. Well, he brought him in with him, you know, so he's going to stick up for his uh, his uh, lunkhead. Everybody's got to stick up for their lunkhead. Remember when Greg Reed wanted to fire your ass? Sure. Congratulations on the ratings, Neil. And by the way, I've decided yeah. to terminate George Rodriguez. And the first hint as to where that came from was when he went do, 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 do. like that. Aha! Aha! How dare you I embarrass that old man? Do, 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 do. Yeah. I had a lot of nerve. Were those emails? Yeah, that everybody else. You were the last one to read them in the building, by the way. Yeah, but I read them on the air. And then he should have fired you. What about the lime green pants? What about him? Well, you were making fun of him before I even... Uh, I didn't he... make fun. Do you want to have the replay? You said, what's he like? You said, what's he like? And I said... Take off those checkered pants. Nice yeah. guy, about your age. Uh, got a little bit of a puppet there, like, uh, old like you. Old you know, pu- like you. And, uh, and, I said, and I said, in passing, I said, and he's a member of the club. You know, I was setting you up for line. I said, he's a member of the club. And you said, what club? And I said, the hair club. <laughs> And you ran with that. I said nothing about lime green pants, checkered pants, doddering old man or anything like that. You said, George said he's got a muskrat on his head that looks like it died last week. Yeah. Was that wrong? No. Not at but all. I didn't say that. See, it was an accurate statement. Just the, I didn't uh, say it. You did. The doctor that performed the surgery on uh, Jay Fiedler's thumb, mm-hmm. isn't he the same doctor that performed the uh, procedure on your toupee? Um... <laughs> It's the doctor who performed the surgery. Yeah. Let's think about that. What's his name? Klein? Fever's doctor? I don't know who he used. Did he use George Caldwell? I'm not sure. And the best part of that is the fact that the guilty can't keep a straight face. No. Every time, back in those days, that that was during the period of time when I would come back there periodically and do a few shows, like for a week or whatever, and then come back here. And every time I'd see Geldy in the hallway, I'd be coming out of the tea room and there'd be Geldy. Oh, I don't know how I'm going to put up with him. I, I just can't stand it anymore, anymore. Just whining. And, and every once in a while, I go, and I can't, I can't handle that. Or once in a while, like that. And that really pissed me off. I don't miss Geldy, I'll tell you that. But I do miss, no, in kind of a sadistic, uh, sick way. I miss having him around, you know. In fact, if you had a choice, although we can't stand at one point, oh. that, that number was just too small, okay, Mo? Yeah. In spite of Al- all your help. Although, although we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen now between two and four, now that we ain't got no Mo. Now, what's this fax? It says, Joe from Toronto. Hey, Joe, I hate to break the news to you. Oh, yeah, South Park is on every Friday at 9.30. It's not censored. That's right. That's, that's one of the few shows even on cable where they don't bleep out the words anymore. I wonder why mm. that is. Because it's optional. It's always optional on cable, as you know. What they're do you not, mean they're not broadcast, so they're not required to censor anything. They censor well, they themselves. Don't. But, but most of the other shows, they do. They do. They're afraid they of their do. image. South Park and is proud. And it pisses me off, too. You know? yeah. Anyway, Joe says you can look all day, but you won't find the same MTV as seen in the U.S., there's MTV Canada on our cable. Well, that's what I'm looking for, Joe. I'm looking for MTV on Rogers Cable. Maybe Joe will fax me and let me know what channel it is. Because I can't find it. I lost it. 
And I'm sure a lot of people would agree with that. Oh, yeah, you lost it, old man. When are you going to stop being so... Uh... Who will attend? I got a good idea. This will kill some good time. Why don't we go up and down? Oh, look at this. This is bridge. Charlie, dummy's ace. Wonderful. Oh, I can't believe Charles Gorin's championship bridge. From, dummy. from a thousand years Freeman ago. produces the ten. McComas is queen. Will it hold? Yes, Morehead can't contest it. I see, Charlie. Seaman does have the king. McComas is willing to concede that king now. He leaves the Lord Diamond. See? Oh, once upon a time, when there wasn't much to put on TV, they had people playing bridge cards on TV. And now we've come full cycle, and we've got people playing poker on TV, and millions of people tune in to watch it. There's like 85 different versions of that crap. Oh, my. It's, it's unbelievable. An exit for the Jack of Spades. <laughs> Oh, he said spades. I don't think we can say that. And also chopped the lead down to 2-1. Still in the third. Malkin to Ryan Malone. His 18th. Not alone. And we are tied at 2. And now, pick it up. Under 30 seconds left in the hockey game. Pens on the foul and the power play. And Malone, look at that. You young kids out there. That's how Glenn Anderson used to do it. Crashing the net. You crazy kids. Panthers blow another game, baby. Very tragic. Zaire Tragique. So I can't find the MTV here. Sports Network. We got four thousand Georgia be in heaven here. We got like forty thousand sports channels. There's the golf channel. Are you all for only ninety nine dollars? No other driver comes close to the hammer, and no other golf opera has the that. hammer. I didn't know Hank uh, was in the harness racing. You hear that? They said even that Brian Sears can't touch the hammer. But then again, who'd want to? Yeah. What just happened on there? Oh, I knocked it off the off the airline. See how you are? Don't you hate it when I get too excited like that? No, over and, over enthused. Makes it funner. Thanks a lot, Joe. Where's my MPG? 560 QAM. The sports leader. And hold it. Are you sure? Right, 1246, 14 till 1 at 560 WQM. I can't find MTV Canada on there. No way, no how. I checked Roger's cable. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, Googling. I'm puking. I'm, I don't know where the hell Googling. it is. And, that's, and, and, and the sad part of it is, even though it is not exactly the same as MTV US, they got a lot of those same shows, real world naked to hot young people, you know. Mm-hmm. And who the hell doesn't want to see that? Oh, you, you're the only one who wants to see that. You're an old pervert fag. You're the only... Yeah, right. That's right. I'm the only one who wants to see that. Even George is watching it. That's right. I'm watching the girl jumping on a trampoline There's Slice. There's Discovery Channel, Daily Planet. For breakfast. Maybe watch movies in bed. Do what you like. It's your vacation. At my best western, you're... Oh, best western. I'll pass. Let's see. Comedy at Club 54. Oh, and the stand-up comics. You know the ones that go... Meh. Like that? No. Sanford and Son. Ice Station Zebra. 
Black Entertainment Network. Let's get that on right away. I can't. Oh, there it is. I found it. 52. Video don't work. I got an idea. Be Kind Rewind is a blazingly original comic. Aren't you excited? Are you dead? It's one of the invented parts. Well, let's wait till they get out of the spot. What do you say? Or we can just play it. Just play the audio. Look at this. I thought this was something you sent me. It's another uh, ad fax. Oh, my God. Uh, business survival. Businesses need to communicate to new and existing clients. Outbound call center, 1,000 calls, only 250 bucks. Ooh. All right. We can make 1,000 calls. We can go okay. like that. Great. Only 219 votes on the poll, but that's pretty crappy. That's really pretty crappy that I made a teeth-cleaning appointment at 3 in the afternoon. What a stupid bastard I am. I did have my bacon. Good. So I better take these uh, dental sticks and clean out my own. Uh, there's nothing more embarrassing. Well, I, I don't know. If you're a slob, I guess you don't care. Well, you're going to get your teeth cleaned anyway, right? Oh, that's true. Might as well dirty them all right. out. Right. Get your money's worth. Eat some Oreos. Maybe have a bunch of uh, pasta. Eat some, some uh, pasta. a Tootsie Roll. With some hamburgers. Or uh, what was that bar that almost killed me the other day? The, cr- the cr- uh, crunchy, no. The crunchy oh, bar? The crunchy, yeah. That sticks to Almost your teeth all day. Your yeah. ass. You're, you're so full of crap. Eat one of those. Wuss, man. Eat one of those in the lobby before your appointment. And? And your teeth will all be gummed up. It'll give them and some And have them kick me out, kick my ass out. Oh, yeah, right. We thought you were such a nice old man, but you come in here like some kind of a slob with crunchy candy. You know, I think everybody, uh, in fact, maybe I'm going to steal one when I'm there today. You know those those metal picks that they have? Yes. In the dentist's roughest? Oh, yeah. The ones that they gouge your teeth with? Yeah. I think everybody ought to have those at home because every now and then we you do. get like stuff. Huh, don't you? We have them at home. You can buy them at the drugstore. You can? Sure. Little kits, they come with a mirror, a pick, and a scraper. Nah, not metal like that, though. Oh, I'm telling you. They are? Trust me. I no. choice you not. Well, i got to get those. Just, Just... Rip that crap out of the middle of your teeth. You know, every right now and then you get something in there and you can't get it out. Mm-hmm. 222 votes. Pretty crappy on this. Uh, and that's uh, Charlie B's fault. Yeah, uh, the, the conversations in the movie have never, ever been made public before. This is the first time. And it's gotten amazing reviews in music magazines. Apparently, it's just an audio interview. And then it's paired with other images that go along with uh, what he's talking about. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm bringing it home to watch it tonight. And I can't wait. It also comes out today for all of you. So you can go out, bring it home, and watch it tonight. Let me know well. how that is. That yeah, right. I can't wait. Kurt Cobain um, about his son. I'm not going to play that while your uh, window is open again. That would be bad. Yeah. I would lose touch with the audience. Remember that guy? Mm-hmm. That's it, Neil. You've crossed the line now. You've lost touch with the audience with that bit. It's just uh, too insensitive. Yeah, blow it out your ass. Drugs and all that uh, wicked, wicked shootout scene really? uh, in, uh, in, in this uh, uh, housing project. is unbelievable. Wicked end of the movie. I am sold. Uh, Michael Clayton also comes out today. And besides the fact that... Uh, How come we don't see all these uh, hot shows that you were telling me about that were on today? Well, all these hot I'm watching it right now. I was watching these two girls... Dancing in bikinis on the back of a boat. Well, they're not on my MTV Canada right now, eh? Let me check the guide and see when it says a bunch of hot naked There's young people. There's coral with a giant rack. This is MTV Live hacked. Yeah, really? hack this. Hack the wife? Parental control. Robin Big. Oh, Life of Ryan. I better not say anything about that show. Why? <laughs> you ever seen that show? No. Um, okay. They're, they're underage. They're underage. They're like 17, 17 and a half. Ryan and his friends. I see. Oh, my God. They'll be 18 soon, though, I think. What, where the hell were those people when I was in school? Although I had a lot of hot people in school when I was in high school. You had I them, I was did so you? deep in the closet. What? You had them, did you? 
No, I didn't have them. That's the problem. I see. I wish I would have had them. Oh, my God. Anyway, we got only 230 on this poll about the wallet. Pretty weak, Charlie. Charlie finally gave up, I guess. Maybe he tuned us out. You think because I ripped him on the ear so much? Maybe. I got that Sean, one last Sean pool there. The pollsters have run out, man. I've run out of gas. Or they've abandoned us. That's possible. What women want most in a man is men who, a man who is, we, I read that the other day, remember? Mm-hmm. Is rich, has a handsome face, goes out of town a lot, a man they can change, is famous, is abusive, is funny, believes everything he's told, is handy around the house, has an athletic build, is dangerous, is gay, likes kids, is a musician, or belongs to somebody else. You like that poll or not? I don't. It's just fun. It is? Well, well, good. There's one for a Sunday in the future, okay? Since everybody else has stopped sending us any polls. Charlie B. ain't sending us no more. And Sean, he's uh, giving up. And then that anonymous one I used to send on a very, very plain-looking uh, piece of paper. You know what I mean? Very poorly printed right. out. Uh, he's gone. And Brandon, of course, he had a couple of weeks of glory there, and he's just abandoned us altogether. Thanks, Brandon. 233 on this one about finding the wallet. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's just not sexy enough. Like uh, sandwich filling. Right. You know, just, just for a hoop, maybe we ought to do that someday. I bet you I could find it in my pile here. Your favorite sandwich filling? Mm-hmm. I mean, can you even begin to imagine? Talk about desperation. That he actually, and, and it's a long list of stuff, too, on there, as I recall. Oh, here's the second race at Philadelphia Park. Home together on the inside. That is Gober Sadie's trying to get into it late from four. less than a furlong to the finish. It's dancing boots now clear. Dancing boots in front right too. George. Go Mercedes rallies down at the rail. Wheel of Fortune drops back on the Wheel outside. Of Fortune drops back. Do you hear that? Deep stretch. Dancing mm-hmm. boots has Wheel to lead. Go Mercedes up for second. It will be dancing yeah, boots. Six jiggy jog, just like I predicted. Of course, I said it when he had about a two-length lead in mid stretch. It's always pretty easy to pick him like that. I I had a friend in Michigan, kind of a weird uh, guy, and that I went to college with. Strange guy. In fact, him and his brother, all these Detroit degenerate gamblers, and we're only like 18 years old. I wasn't even 18 yet. I guess I must have been. But anyway, uh, they took me to Hazel Park Racetrack, my first racetrack experience in my life in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And this, after after every race, this guy had the winner. Oh, I told you, Nels, I told you. After every race. Now, don't you hate people like that? Yep. Can't stand them. hard. Told you so. Assassination plots and schemes with Castro and the Crosshairs now that he's resigned. Before disappearing from public life in 2006 and officially stepping down as Cuba's president yesterday, Castro ruled the country with an iron fist, despite numerous attempts by his enemies to do away with him. The CIA-directed April 61 invasion of Cuba in the Bay of Pigs was just the tip of the iceberg when it came to the U.S. government efforts to get rid of Castro in Cuba. They began with his rise to power in 59, continued through the mid-60s. In many cases, those efforts were accompanied by assassination plots ranging from the ridiculous to the sublime. Some were serious, others were not. Obviously, none succeeded. Most Americans didn't learn of these efforts until 1975 when Senator Frank Church of Idaho conducted hearings on alleged assassination plots involving foreign, foreign leaders. Greater detail became available in 1993 with the declassification of the report on plots to assassinate Fidel Castro, a report ordered by President Johnson. It was prepared in 1967 by the CIA's Inspector General and made available to the Church Committee, but not declassified until 36 years later. The church committee concluded there were at least eight plots. Okay, I'm going to like put a uh, thing in there, a little thing. Bookmark? A little, a little bookmark. Uh, dog a, mark. a little uh, thing, a tchotchke. Because I, I don't want to like rush through it. We've got to do the break. 
We're going to get the spots on, baby. Isn't that what it's all about, is the spots? Right. Absolutely. You betcha, baby, on QAM. It's all about spots. It's all about votes on the poll. Only 239. When did we start the new poll? Well, that's right. Eric was out uh, screwing around. He yeah. was at the, uh, at the gay club there in Orlando. I wonder if his wife knows about that. Now, have you ever met his wife? No. The young, the uh, Japanese lady? I and have they, not. How many kids do they have? I believe two. Wasn't that sweet? Now, see, you know a little bit about him. Maybe sure. maybe we can get David to uh, get in touch with Eric. Who? And give him some... Uh, David from the... Uh, oh, that's David. Give him some li- advice on life. Biggest names. The best talent. Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Not just the one to two hour. It's a phenomenon. New from Interrogation Toys. It's the board game that's making a huge splash. Waterboarding! It's waterboarding. The CIA torture tactic is now available for you to play along with at home. It comes complete with table, restraining straps, blindfold, saran wrap, towel, and five different levels of interrogation questions. Are you cheating on me? No! Liar! (laughs) You supply the water faucet, we'll supply the fun. Yay! You'll never be bored playing waterboarding. Get your family and friends to tell the truth. Torture your neighbor who never mows his lawn. Or use it as some sort of weird sexual fetish. Waterboarding. Going away. Wow. There's the end of the second race at Tampa Bay Downs. Didn't tip off the winner, though. Six puked his guts in the stretch. Don't you hate that when a horse just... Uh... Start staggering, yeah. gasping for oxygen. I do like hate that, that starting now. Especially when that's the one you bet your money on. Well, George is a big degenerate gambler now. On anyway, the way. getting back to this thing about uh, assassination attempts on Castro. All right. The church committee concluded there were at least eight plots involving the CIA to assassinate Castro from 1960 to 65. Some, however, never got beyond the talking stage, as indicated by the CIA Inspector General's report. They included, before August 1960, plots aimed only at discrediting Castro. Aerosol attack on radio station. Discussion was held on the scheme to contaminate the air of the radio station in Havana, where Castro broadcast his speeches with a chemical that produces reactions similar to LSD. Nothing came to the idea. How do you like that? uh, Air spray LSD. All right. Well, can I get some? I wonder what that asshole guy thinks of it. Contaminated cigars. Now, we've heard about these for years. Yes. A vague scheme involving a box of cigars treated with a chemical intended to produce temporary personality disorientation or perhaps cause his beard to fall out. The source was the late Jake Esterline, the CIA's project director for what became the Bay of Pigs. No wonder it was such a gigantic success. While vague on his recollections about the intended effect of the cigars, Erst Esterline said he was positive they were not lethal. Depilatory. A scheme involving thallium salt, a chemical used by women as a depilatory, placed in his shoes. The idea was to cause Castro's beard to fall out, thus damaging his image. Oh, that would have done it. Gambling syndicate, syndicate phase one, August 60 to May 61. A complicated assassination plot initiated by Richard Bissell involving mafia figures Sam Giancano, Santos Traficante, and Johnny Rosselli, who had contracts remaining in Havana from pre-Castro days. Maybe with Hyman Roth. It was time to coincide with the Bay of Pigs invasion, although everybody enjoy your cake. Show the cake to everybody first, though, before you come. Oh, that's right. Everybody's got to see it. It was time to coincide with the Bay of Pigs invasion, although Bissell, the head of CIA covert operations at the time, never bothered to tell either Esterline, Bay of Pigs project director, nor Marine Colonel Jack Hawkins, the project's paramilitary officer. 
Poison pills will be delivered to Havana and delivered to a contact inside a restaurant frequented by Castro. Nobody knows if the pills ever got to Havana. It was called off after the Bay of Pigs. Gambling syndicate phase two, late June 61 to uh, late 61 to June 63. The same plot involving mafia figures and poison pills was reactivated in early 62 as part of the period of Operation Mongoose, the post Bay of Pigs program to one seat Castro. The pills were given to Tony Verona, a prominent Cuban exile, through Johnny Roselli, another mafia figure. Verona then asked for arms and ammunition as well, which were passed him by the Miami CIA station. The Inspector General's report indicates uncertainty as to whether the pills ever made it to Cuba. Schemes in early 63. Skin diving suit. This plot was hatched at the time New York Attorney James Donovan was negotiating with Castro for the release of the Bay of Pigs prisoners. It called for Donovan to present Castro with a skin diving suit dusted inside with a fungus that would produce a disabling and chronic skin disease and contaminating the breathing apparatus with a bacterium that causes TB. The skin diving suit already had been bought, but it was abandoned when it was learned Donovan already given Castro a skin diving suit on his own initiative. No, Probably a little bit tacky to give too many skin diving suits. Right. Booby trap seashell. The idea was to take an unusually spectacular seashell that would catch Castro's attention, load it with an explosive trigger to blow when the seashell was lifted, and submerge it in an area Castro was known to frequent for skin diving. The plan progressed so far that Desmond Fitzgerald, then head of the CIA's Cuban operations, bought two books on Caribbean mollusks. It was later decided the scheme was impractical for a variety of reasons, among them that a midget submarine to have been used in placing the seashell had too short of an operating range. The midget was too short, like George. Sorry. A midget. Mm-hmm. Proparation um, uh, Amish, Am, what is it? Amlash Rolando Cubuela. Cubela, whose uh, code name was Amlash, was a member of Castro's inner circle from the beginning. He'd become disenchanted and made contact with the CIA as early as 61. Nestor Sanchez, his CIA case officer, was meeting with Cubela in Paris when President Kennedy was killed in Dallas. November 22, 1963. Sanchez provided Cubela that day at Cubela's request a poison pen syringe to be used either on Castro or on himself in case of a failed attempt. Nothing happened. As CIA covert operations against Castro began winding down, the agency put Cobella in touch with Manuel Artime, the exile chief of a uh, 300-member CIA-funded exile guerrilla army operating for Central America. The joint artime Cobella plan was for Cobella to assassinate Castro when he gave his annual July 26, 65 speech at Veradero, a beach resort on Cuba's north coast. The assassination would coincide with the seaborne invasion by our teammates' forces, with the presumed support of several Cuban army officers in the area. The operation was canceled in late 65 after it became compromised. The cat got out of the bag, out of the sack. El Sacco. And that's just, uh, you know, probably a lot more. Nice work, though. They really did a good job, right? Oh, yeah. Not. Nah. We're going to charm. Hell of a job. Their last plan finally worked. Wait for him to die. Yeah. We're still waiting over here. But he stepped down, and they're hon- there were a couple of horns honking. Yeah, yesterday. two. Yeah, one or two. A couple of honkies. Hillary Clinton says reporters, not her campaign, uncovered evidence of Democratic rival Barack Obama sharing lines, speech lines with Massachusetts Governor Deval Patrick. She made the claim Tuesday despite the fact that her campaign posted video clips on you illustrating similarities in the speeches and has suggested in several instances that the shared lines amount to plagiarism. The spin... It's not us making this charge. It's the media, Clinton told Honolulu, Honolulu TV station KITV Tuesday. The media is finally examining my opponent, which I think is important. We're trying to pick a president, someone for the toughest job in the world. She added, I think the media is going to be putting forth whatever facts and information it has for voters to assess on their own. And by the way, in Hawaii, she lost 76 to 24%. Nice going, Swillery, baby. 
In an interview with another Honolulu station, KGMB, she noted that Obama and Patrick share a strategist, David Axelrod, who apparently is putting words in both of their mouths. She added, I think that's a serious concern. Fact check, according to Raw's story. It's pretty raw. Any suggestion that the story had a life of its own, apart from the Clinton campaign, is disingenuous. In other words, a big freaking lie. The Associated Press, the Boston Globe, and other news organizations have reported on instances in which Obama used some of Patrick's speech lines, often without attribution. In the latest example from a Democratic Party dinner Saturday night in Milwaukee, Obama repeated almost word for word part of a speech Patrick gave in 2006 extolling the importance of powerful oratory in politics. This was to rebut Clinton's charge that rhetoric is less important than results. The New York Times reported the speech similarities Monday, having looked at them the day before. The story said the similarities were highlighted by a rival campaign that didn't want to be identified. The common lines were not characterized as plagiarism in the story. Patrick, a friend and supporter of Obama, said he encouraged the candidate last week to respond to Clinton's criticism about his rhetoric, as he's done before. He said he shared lines from his 2006 campaign for governor with Obama's speechwriters and wanted no credit because the two men often swap ideas. The Clinton campaign jumped on the matter. They hopped on it, man. You know those Clintons, they're hopping on anything that moves. Clinton Communications Director Howard Wilson held an hour-long conference call about a Monday and repeated many of the charges during another call Tuesday. And some buffoons on TV, like your hero Lou Dobbs on CNN, fell for it hook, line, and stinker, man. He was carrying on, bop, 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 going on like, like Rimmer. Senator Obama's running on the strength of his rhetoric and the strength of his promises, and as we've seen the last couple of days, he's breaking his promises, and his rhetoric isn't his own, Wilson told reporters Monday. He had it raises questions about the premise of his candidacy. And Clinton told reporters Monday night, if your whole candidacy is about words, those words should be your own. That's what I think. Well, guess what, Hillary? We don't care. We don't care what you think. Obama spokesman Bill Burton said Senator Clinton knows full well that her campaign held a conference call with reporters to fan these flames, and the fact that she suggested her campaign had nothing to do with it is exactly the kind of evasive tactic that voters are rejecting, overwhelmingly kicking your nasty, ice-laden ass, honey. Obama said Monday he wished he credited Patrick. He noted Clinton occasionally has used lines similar to his and her speeches. Oh, there's racing in the snow at Laurel. Up the back stretch, they run about maybe. six furlongs to go now. And an eager Maria Bonita tugging no. along with two and a no. half length advantage okay. from County Leitrim with Baltimore? no excuses no. from there. Cesaro Mio is in the third spot, another length and a half. Magic no. in motion. Deborah Ellen has way. seven lengths to make up. And Greener Pastures and Scoring High is last of them all. Less than five A's to run. Maria Bonita and Chip Van Hassel still out there. Now, do you hear that? Chip Van what? Hassel. I see. How, how could that happen again? The chances of that on a scale of one in a billion, one in a right. trillion, right? Right. How could we have two assholes in the same day? After Maria Bonita into the fire turn. I guess when Jackson uh, Twerp come in, that'll be. Oh, from County Latrum, magic in motion to Soro Mia and Deborah Ella. Midway point of the final turn. Don't you think we ought to get horse racing intensive now that you're becoming a degenerate track man? Ball you're, getting old, you're getting almost old enough when you get to be sure. 90. You go down in the finish line. You got to start, start training. Tickets over. Sometime, what? right? You got to start training sometime. That's right. These people didn't just, you know, they weren't born old and knowing about horse racing. Just put to the whip, shifting about just a bit. Magic in motion. Magic in motion now into the second spot. County Latrim is faltering in the final furlong. There's Maria Bonita. Maria Bonita all out from Magic Duke in City, motion. Baby. Magic in motion, trying to nail Here Maria Bonita. The it's Magic in motion and Craig Gibbs. Magic in motion, going to nail Maria Bonita. You got it. Got the exact, uh, you got the trifecta, you got, got the it. triple, you got the got pick it. seven, you got the pick your nose. Oh, come on now. You better have, uh, what's his name, Steve Stone, really teach you the ropes on Friday. Right. I want to learn all about the overs and the unders. There's no overs and unders. Oh, in the track. oh good. Well, that's a load off. 
Talk to Eddie Kay and the Humper about that, the overs and the unders and the uh, ins and the outs. And the Felixes and the Ungers. It is so hard. All right. A young man turned 28. He scored the sweetest bag all gone the next day. It's too many seats in your dime bag. Getting to the party two minutes too late. Huh? Isn't it the chronic? Don't you think? It's not paying when your glass phone breaks. It's a free bag when you're already baked. It's a good weed that you just didn't take. Already ate a no stone sign, a law that you break. It's like ten thousand joints when all you need is a light. It's like having the feeler of your dreams and then finding out he's got ten delights. And isn't it the chronic? Don't you think? Absolutely. A little too much chronic. Yeah, I really do think it's not paying when your glass phone breaks. It's a free bag when you're already baked. It's a good week. What is it? One to five by two lengths. That you just Whoop. didn't take. Heavy stuff, baby. One to five shot in the first week. Today and on Friday, you want to know one to five shot? Let me tell you that right now. Two, uh, two twenty, two ten. Okay. I mean, you want twenty cents for two dollars? No, I, I don't. Two twenty for your two bucks? No, thank you. And then say, oh, I'm a winner. I won. Woo! That's a very even beginning on the outside. The one I love is there along and with the the Anyway, it's a one eighteen. George is becoming big in horse racing, so expect right to hear a lot of horse racing stuff on the show from now on, especially when George is on. There's Bobby Orr. On Leafs TV. I wonder what Bobby Orr is doing on Leafs TV. Ever play for the Leafs? No, but they wish he did. Right now, as a matter of fact. Suit him up, man. Leafs beat Columbus 3-1. to Jeff Rimmer's Columbus uh, straight jackets last night right here at the uh, American, uh, whatever it is. What is it? What is it? The Air Canada Center. Well, I don't oh, okay. know. What a stupid name for players. Well, you know, Air Canada. They're all, they're all stupid anymore. What do you mean by that? They're all named after corporations now. Yeah, that's that right. Everything name. is corporate. And now now they're talking about putting names of sponsors on uniforms in the NHL. Yeah. Players' yeah. uniforms. It's the way of the world, baby. Pretty soon they're going to be putting ads on there. Rectum. That's right. Well, maybe some of the guys will be mooning the crowd. Hillary Clinton's campaign may be focusing its attacks on Senator Barack Obama by suggesting that the candidate's plagiarizing his speeches. But to the media... Another issue may be just as important, the strong base of supporters that Obama's built up in the course of his campaign. And many press outlets seem convinced that Obama's following is less of a movement and more like a cult. Oh, my God. How do you like that? I thought a cult was like a small group of people. Not necessarily. In case you missed it, he's 14 points ahead of the bitch. I mean, of his Hillary nationwide now, the brand-new poll just came out this morning. 52 to 38 nationwide. And pulling away like that, that one to five shot. A Tuesday night broadcast on ABC's News Nightline offered an example of behavior it implied might be cult-like. Show host Terry Moran starred out. Remember Colonel Moran on that, uh, what was that Sherlock Holmes movie? Terror by Night? The Voice of Terror. 
No, that was that was the one about World War II. This was the one on the train. Sorry, unless Colonel it. Moran with a mustache. A hundred years ago, man. He was a Doctor Watson's buddy from back in the day. You know, don't you remember that? Nope. Show host Terry Moran started out the report calling Obama's base a massive and fervent following. Correspondent David Wright then referred to the supporters as a congregation and proceeded to compare Obama events to Bruce Springsteen concerts and Obama's star power that exerted by the Beatles or Hannah Montana. Yeah, when I see Barack Obama, I think of Hannah Montana, don't you? All the time. And after right. showing clips from Obama's various campaign appearances, he interviewed L.A. Times columnist Joel Stein on how the senator's followers are like a cult. It's a happy cult. It's kind of like a Grateful Dead show, except better-looking people. It smells a little less, and he plays better music, Stone argues. If you have to join a cult, this is not a bad one to join. Nightline hasn't been alone in advancing this theme. Last Friday, CNN's unctuous wolf Blitzkrieg also intoned that Obama supporters might be a little too passionate. Correspondent Carol Costello started out her report suggesting that critics of Obama believe he started a cult of personality. Some humorists have had fun with the suggestion that Obama's base is cult-like. Long Cat's Ken Lane has joked that Obama is a witch doctor who has the ability to hypnotize young voters. You got David Seville, the witch doctor? Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah. You know it. I got it. Ting, tang, walla, walla, binga. I'm sure you got it. It's on Liberty Records, by the way. It's slow if this thing will ever uh, come up. Well, why not? The witch doctor. But the charges of having a cult-like base of supporters have taken a more negative tone in place. The L.A. Times Stein, uh, Stein warned that Obamaphilia has gotten creepy. And Slate's David Plotz went as far as to suggest I, Obama's I manner of speech was fascistic. It's enough to make you Plotz. Well, where's the rest of it? I told the witch doctor I was in love with you. Christ. I told the witch doctor I was in love with you. And then the witch doctor, he told me what Here comes the good part. Right here. Okay. That's enough. Thank you, Mr. President, by the way, for those low gas prices. Oil, let me take a look on the uh, top of this thing here. They're bikes. Motorcycles, that is. You see, it was over $100 a barrel again yesterday, briefly. I don't know what it, what it is right this moment. That's what I'm looking at. Oh, look at that, $100.14. Oh, my God, $100 a barrel. A tisket, a tasket. We're all going to be in a casket. Thank you for those low gas prices. I bet you when we get into the, like, uh, you know, like Memorial Day, what is that, May, May 30th? Okay. We'll check it. When we get toward Memorial Day and 4th of July and those summertime holidays, I bet you it'd be no more than 4 bucks a gallon for gas. A real bargain. Thank you for the low gas prices of all those dead people in Iraq. The what? 26. I didn't ask you for the date. I just oh. asked you, isn't it, at the end of May? Of course it is. There you go. That's a holiday for us, by the way. Who's going to do the show that day? Chris. Chris? Why not? He's got something to say, maybe. We'll find when out. Did that, when, when did that happen? Oh, I don't know. Just uh, saying it right now. Who would you like to do the show? You're going to do the show? Sure, why not? <laughs> it ought to be something here. <laughs> oh, my God. The lump is going to do the show on the holidays. So George can enjoy those holidays off and go out and get laid. Right on. I think we should play like you know, some sports stuff. And I can have a day off, too. We should what? Have some sports on or something sports. like that the day off, too. There's not going to be no games on Memorial Day, okay? There's got to be we something. We can make we one up. The, uh, thank God we don't have the Marlins no more, Samson and Delilah. We don't got your Marlins no more. Think of all those early exits we don't get anymore. Well, there's the post parade at the ten. I don't care. If I have to choose between, like, giving away the ratings for the, so the Marlins can be on, we get an hour and a half off, or actually having, like, uh, that bonus money, I think George would agree we'd probably take the bonus money. Sure. Like this last book. Don't forget, March 7th, that's coming up pretty quick. Although this year it's leap year. Boy, what a bummer. 
Don't Why? you like the fact that Usually Trevor's got 28 days? No, I like uh, Leap Year. You do? You like to leap on it? Sure. Me too, if I could find it. If I could ever get a hold of it. Hey, just go out and look for it. It's around. Well, maybe the next four days I might have some time to do that. You know, I'm going to have like do a lot it. of time on my hands. I don't want to go out there to Woodbine and lose my ass here. Right. You ain't going to find it if you don't go yeah. looking. And what does that mean? You got to go out in there. The, I, now, let's see. What day was it? Monday was family day. I told you that newfangled mm-hmm. uh, Canadian holiday. So, of course, Monday had off. And I, I went to uh, get some crap. And um, I was in the Eaton Center, shopping center. Mm-hmm. And, of course, all the college students were on break and all the everybody was out of school. And, and a lot of people off of work that day. If you could have seen, it just packed in there. They were packing it. I would like to have seen that, too. They were, they were uh, tapping their toes and just uh, running around. It was incredible. Seldom in your life. Now, of course, in Florida, you can always go to Sunrise Lakes, and you can see a bunch of attractive old people over the age of 200 with no dentures. Mm-hmm. So that's the choice, you know. But seeing it is one thing. Grabbing it, that's another. You know? And I, I still, every once in a while, I have that impulse, that urge. The only thing that saves me is the fact that I have my real teeth, and I'd like to keep them all in there. Mm-hmm. So don't just reach out and grab somebody. Oh, my God, look at you. You're just like that. Oh, my God, look at this. <laughs> it's always you good know, to ask for permission first. Well, that's right. It's always a good idea to ask. Right. Please and thank you. 289 on our poll about uh, whatever it's about, about finding a wallet. What a stupid ass. Why did you uh, encourage me to do that? That's because you're like an agent for Charlie B now. That's right. You're his pimp. You're pimping his poll. Or I just don't care. Well, we know that. We know the only two things that you care about are getting uh, drugs and getting laid. They go together. Getting stoned, getting laid. Well, that depends on who you get stoned. Right. If you found a wallet with a lot of money inside, excluding I- or including ID, what would you really do? Really. Honest. I mean, is that that's not a very good total. Is it 289 considering we started this at what time? 11 o'clock? 11, no, about 1130 probably. Oh, 11.30. Like I said, that's a staggering total. Not. Nah, it's okay. Give it all back. Hope for a reward, but don't push it. Six, uh, 88. Give it all back. No reward necessary. 81. Pocket the money. Return the wallet. and Claim I found it that way. 71. Somebody else stole the money, but I found your wallet, mister. Here you go. Have a nice day, eh? Pocket the money. Lose the wallet. Toss it. And don't bother finding the owner. 46. Find the owner. Return everything. And demand a reward. Only three crazy people. <laughs> I don't have a penis. I've never had one, I swear. The mad dog is out of control, and you'll find out why when you hear the latest release from Blockbuster Entertainment. Jim Bandage sings duets. Well, alright! Well, alright! Hear the Mad Dog, Jim Mandage, sing classic rock. All right! 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 Well, all right. Well, all right. 
felt a little bit foolish. I don't like a eunuch in a whorehouse. But now, he says... I like it. I like it. The Mad Dog just can't kiss enough for that cottage cheese butt. If he wants me to sing God Bless America and pasties in a G-string up here, I'll do it. You got soul, and everybody knows that it's all right. All right. Listen to the Mad Dog sing himself happy. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Jim Madden sings duets. Available now at all Blockbuster stores. Yeah. I have feelings for you. But this wasn't Reese and Ryan's first meeting. He showed up at her 21st birthday party a few months earlier where she asked him if he was her birthday present. That year, the pair married and became parents of daughter Ava. What's Elizabeth. your favorite Reese Witherspoon? Not. Right. But it's uh, Ryan Phillippe. Yep. Which you don't hold anything against him. Breach. I like you. Gotta see the movie Breach. It's on cable now. You keep telling me that. Let me write it down because I'll never remember. I haven't seen it. I mean, I haven't seen it. It's a good movie, true feeling. story, uh, good acting, well told, uh, you know, moves along nicely. Really? He's in it. He's not doing all talking. He's just. Uh, he's not talking like that? Right. He's How about our, James Conn? Is he he's our like hero, by the way, in the movie. Is he really? He's my hero. Yes, he is. I know. MSNBC's Willie Geist noted with astonishment on Morning Joe that Pat Robertson, leader of the religious right, sort of outed his producer on a show the other day. Our producer showed me something seven years ago. Yeah, I bet he did. <laughs> I'll bet he did, Pat. Wow. His producer showed him something seven years ago, and you know what, and you know what uh, Pat said? You call that a born-again penis? He was bragging that he doesn't drink any booze beverages, but he does ingest a paste of cocoa, not cocoa like chocolate, but cocoa like cocaine. And he said that's what keeps him strong. He gets it from Evo Morales down in Bolivia. As I understand, the distribution of cocaine and its derivatives are against the law, but he was bragging on the fact that he uses it. Maybe that accounts for some of his erratic behavior, Robertson concluded, laughing. <laughs> I think he's just a man with a very interesting perspective on things, suggested Robertson's co-host. Well, that's one way to get it. You get yourself hopped up on coke and it'll do it for you, laughed Robertson. President Evo Morales of Bolivia is a former cocoa grower and champion of the rights of indigenous farmers to continue raising the cocoa plant that Bolivians have been using as a mild stimulant in its unprocessed form for thousands of years. How can it be for thousands of years? What? I mean, how do they know that? Psychic? Thousands of years. However, the idea that he would be supplying refined cocaine to American tourists appears to be some sort of elaborate joke on Pat Robertson's part. In August 2005, Robertson raised a term of controversy when he called on his show for the assassination of President Hugo Chavez of Venezuela, who was known as an ally of Morales. We have the ability to take him out, Robertson said of Chavez. I think the time has come that we exercise that ability. When in doubt, take him out for dinner. Whatever Robertson may have had in mind, the host of Morning Joe appeared to have taken his remarks at face value. Joe Scarborough commented in amazement, it's a lot different from when my grandma used to watch the 700 Club. Yeah, I don't doubt that your grandma used to watch the 700 Club. Joe, you're a real turd. Joe Scarborough. You ever see him? He's a real turd. Yeah. That's Florida congressman. Mm -hmm. Got the personality of a dead man. He makes Hillary look like a Mexican jumping bean in, in comparison. 310 votes on uh, Pasty Faces poll there. Now, so what's the story you're going to be working on the holidays? I have no idea what's going on. Well, no, I, we, we volunteered. To, we're trying to brainstorm this on the air. Flea volunteered. Flea volunteered for what? To do the show? Yeah. And what what makes you think he could do the show? Uh, nothing makes me think that he could do the show. Yeah. 
So what makes you think that he should do the show? The fact that you uh, want that he's willing, ready, willing, and unable. That, that qualifies him, doesn't it? Now, who did that song, "Ready, Willing, and Able"? I don't know. Let me find it. Is that the same guys that did "Peaches, Pumpkin, or Pumpkin Pie"? Apples, peaches, pumpkin pie. Remember that? Boy, if you yeah. got that, I do have that. You got apples, peaches, pumpkin pie. I'm ready, willing, and able right now. Wow. I don't have that. Remember that song? You don't got it. Outside of while you're looking, outside of Maryland High School gym last Wednesday, sophomore Brandon Bennett got into a small altercation with a fellow student. It was after a basketball game and tempers were high, but the two were separated by officials and students without much problem. Only then did things get really violent. It's on an orange label, but I can't think of Jay and the Techniques. Is that a good? Yes, it is. Wow, what a memory, man. And the year, I think, is like 69, maybe? 67. Woo, close. Okay, that's enough. Apples, peaches, pumpkin pie. According to Julius Bennett, the student's father, Deputy Attorney uh, Deputy Anthony Lenzi, fired a taser at his son after being told twice by a senior officer that it wasn't necessary. He left two puncture wounds just above his heart and his chest, said Bennett, and Brandon said to me that he was in quite a bit of pain because he could feel electric shocks going throughout his whole body. Wow. How do you like that? This is the new thing, baby. Tase everybody. Do I have that? Where the hell do I have it? I can never find that. I've got to put it in a, in, a, in a better spot. Don't tase me, bro. The father says he's got written proof Sergeant Matthew Campbell twice ordered Lindsay to holster his weapon, but Lindsay fired anyway, hitting the teen in the chest. Don't Brandon, absolutely nothing wrong, said Ben, and there was no reason to use that type of force on my son. The Queen Anne County Sheriff's Office says Lindsay's been reassigned to internal duties while authorities investigate the allegations. Ben is hoping fair punishment is given. I won't be satisfied till I know that Deputy Lindsay will be in a position to never do this to anyone's child ever again, said Papa. Don't chase me, bro. Don't chase me. There's another excuse for some crazy cops. Don't chase me, bro. To, to, to flex their muscle, bro. There was a follow-up. You got it? That was that? Oh, I see. No, well, you should have heard more about it. And then, of course, those idiots in, uh, in Radio Land out there, every time there was a poll in the newspapers or anybody took a poll, oh, no, they, the police did the right thing. Right. He was talking. He didn't have a weapon. He wasn't dangerous to anybody. He wasn't threatening anybody. He was talking. Now, granted, he kept on babbling. But uh, Terry wasn't complaining about it. He had the unmitigated gall to talk and ask us some very uh, serious and meaningful and right-to-ask questions. Like, why didn't you challenge when you knew Ohio was rigged in 2004? Why didn't you open up a mouth, Kerry? Huh? Come on, Herman Munster, give us an answer. And instead of making him give an answer, they tased his ass. Andrew Meyer, wasn't that his name, from a Weston? Sounds right. Lots of crap going on in Weston. That's where Henry Hyde uh, ran and hid. With that guy's wife. Right. Where Henry Hyde hid? Yeah, Henry uh, Jekyll and Hyde. He's dead, though, now. That's the good news. The Lord smote his ass, man. And that's what's going to happen to Larry Craig, too. Someday, I guarantee it, he's going to die, too. With or without his wife, Sam. You can unwrap all the slime all the time. Now, see here. 
For the record, I quit. And I did not get fired. <laughs> you people did not want more around anymore. Well, kiss my pony ass. Because I ain't never coming back. And I knew that you'd miss me. About as much as Bob Fishy. I knew that you'd miss me. You took my magnificent talents for granted. And one rate too many. Well, now I'm gone. Long as Ginger keeps his show in Florida. Someday he'll be as famous as Mark Scheinbaum. Your ratings at the two are now in the turret. <laughs> now it's your time to get raked. <laughs> you might as well turn your crappy signal into outer space. Did you see that? I, I knew that you'd miss me. This cantankerous yiddy. I knew that you'd miss me. Hey, Pat, can't you see I'm trying to do the backup for the doors over here? Yeah. I ever gonna get you out of my life? Even though he's long gone from the station, Rogers continues to play comedy bits with uh, Mo Howard going over and over. I take exception to that. Would I ever do that? I don't think so. That one, maybe. 326 votes on the wall. What are you going to do with the wall? Are you going to stick it in your uh, pocket or what? If I find a bunch of money, man, I'm keeping it. Even though I don't need it. Right. I could use it. Not that I cry about not having enough money. I mean, the kind of money they're paying me. I don't sit in. I just do that for your benefit because you get so aggravated. It's well-deserved. I think even you would agree at this point. I'm not saying nothing, man. I think this week, after all the efforts I made, successful ones last week, after I put my best feet forward and my worst ones backward, I think, uh, you know, I deserve a, a purple star and a gold, uh, a gold star and a purple jelly bean. Jerry Wichner, I wonder, is he still dead? I guess so. I wonder if they buried the hair pieces with him. Now, that would be a good pull. I think we've done that. Who's got the worst hair piece? We've done that. Yes. But in this crowd, nobody remembers Jerry anymore because all his listeners are dead. I'm sure of that. Even I wonder if Chubby is dead. Hi, Jerry. It's Chubby checking in. It's Chubby checking in. Wow. He had something. The U.S. Supreme Court yesterday threw out a bid by journalists and professors to challenge the legality of the U.S. administration's wiretapping program. The program brought in after the 9-11 attacks allows U.S. national security agencies to monitor suspect telephone calls and emails between the U.S. and overseas without first obtaining a judge's order. Suspect telephone calls, you know, like yours, for example. Mm-hmm. Communista, communista. In 2000, now, so what's Chris, Chris going to talk about when he does this show? Um, whatever. Okay, well, you think about it. Okay. In 2006, journalists and teachers filed a suit against the program, maintaining it violated the right to privacy, saying because they had regular contacts with the Middle East, their freedom of expression would be restrained. They specifically targeted the National Security Agency in the case, which has now come before the country's highest court. A lower court judge initially ordered an end to the program immediately, but the appeals court in July overturned that ruling, saying the plaintiffs hadn't proved that their foreign communications were being monitored. Yesterday, the Supreme Court refused to hear the case, as usual without giving any reason, thus upholding the appeals court ruling. They're mum. 
Dozens of similar cases have been brought across the country against the NSA, and most have been rejected as the plaintiffs couldn't prove their communications were tapped. The wiretapping program is now at the heart of a political tug-of-war between Congress and President George W. Bush. Bush last week accused Democrats in the House of putting Americans at risk by blocking Senate-passed legislation and allowing authorization for post-9-11 program to expire as they went on vacation. Temporary authorization expired on Saturday, but the surveillance continues under three decades-old Foreign Surveillance Act, FISA. As part of that increasing brinkmanship between Bush's Republicans and the Democratic-controlled Congress, the Senate passed a bill that makes the law permanent and grants immunity from prosecution to telecommunications companies who cooperate. But House Democrats refuse to rubber stamp the measure. Legal moves to overturn legislation appears now to be grinding to a halt. In November, an appeals court rejected a case brought by a Muslim charity in Oregon whose organizers by error had been sent documents in 2004 showing they'd been targeted by the wiretapping program. The court ruled the documents were inadmissible as evidence. Another series of suits are still to be heard by the courts brought by the clients of the telecommunications companies against the operators suspected of cooperating with the government for years when the program was still being legally contested. Oh, and what kind of a name, by the way, is Contessa? One of the uh, talking bubbleheads on MSNBC in the daytime. Oh, they've got the worst bubbleheads on there, newsreaders. Contessa. Old school. Ancient like school. Like Contessa. Italian, like the barefoot Contessa. That's now, like, like a Mina. Italian, yeah. Mina. Hey, Mina. They don't come no Mina, than old, uh, the old Queena. I mean, what is that? Not that Nelson is a great name. I mean, who the hell am I to talk to? You know, at least it's a name. There's Nelson Riddle and Nelson Eddy. Mm-hmm. Think of any others? No. Willie Nelson. All right. But Ahmed, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I don't relate to it. It just, <laughs> Ahmed. with a in it, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like Yitzchak. Yeah. Huh? Yitzchak. Kaksachos Yitzchak. Oh, boy. I think we're going to have another sore throat Uh-oh. the rest of the week now. 333 on the pool. We're not uh, doing that good on that thing. And that's oh, we're doing uh, fine. What? We're doing fine. No, we're not. Now, see, there you go. Now, what are you going to talk about? I gave you, like, the rest of that story to think about this. What are you going to talk about if, if and when you should fill in on the show when George is uh, getting late and I'm sleeping in? I'm at Woodbine. About Brock beating up, uh, what's her name? Yeah, and how long, and how long is that going to last? Ah, uh, we can stretch it out the whole show. I'll read some stories. You're gonna read. You're gonna calls. read some stories. Sure, why? You're not? gonna read some stories. <laughs> All right. All right. He's gonna read some stories, George. <laughs> well, somebody's got to. Chris. time since I heard that last uh, little guffaw there at the end, you know. I actually step on it. Ever step on Rick Riley? I bet you wanted to, though, many a time. He's too tall. I would have to get a ladder. So did his kid kill himself yet or what? Not yet. He's working on it. 
That's one thing about rednecks, man. They get their kids and all them uh, different kind of weird vehicles, you know, they go out That's there good. That's uh, evolution at work there. Oh, is that what it is? Sure. Good. Natural selection? And besides, it's not fun unless you can get killed. That's what Paco said when we were driving around last night. He was, we had three near misses, two of which were not his fault and one of which was. So hey, two out of three ain't bad. Remember what George Carlin said. What do you say? near hits. A near miss is a hit. They oh, I miss. see. 339 on the pool with the, uh, if you find a wallet. You know something? If you find a wallet, do whatever you want. It's a, it's a horrible pool. And I'm sorry, I apologize that George talked me into it. And that's because George has got a soft spot for Charlie B. That's right here. Because George is too lazy to do the pool. Want to see my soft spot? And so as a result, I don't want to see your soft spot or your hard spot or your lukewarm spot. Let me look in my, oh yeah. Passport. We did the passport pool. Oh, here we go. I found it. What's your favorite sandwich filler? Let's talk about that for four hours tomorrow. Let's mail that baby in. The best talent. What's your favorite sandwich? Bread and your favorite sandwich? Hey, I'm boy, Charlie. You're the man. It's WQAM presents the QAM Road Crew. Meet Pico and the rest of the crew. Visiting hours are 12 to 3 p.m. on Sunday. For conjugal visits, 4 to 6 p.m. on leap year. Now, here's Depot and the QAM Road Crew. I, uh, I'm sorry I can't get to your calls right now. I'm, uh, I'm a little busy picking up this trash here on the side of the road. Were you talking to Defoe? Oh, just uh, maintaining a little dignity here. So, that's what everybody loves about you, Defoe. Yeah. Start looking busy. Here comes the screw. Hey! We ain't running a social club here. Get back to work. Get back to work. Yeah, oh. uh, well, sir. You missed the candy wrap over here. You took me? What are you doing standing around for, Hershey Squirt? Well, I am when you're... Forget that. You like bits, don't you? Why, sure you Grab that hammer and break those rocks to fix. Uh-huh. Start breaking. Start breaking. You, Depot. Yeah. Pick up that diaper. It's got duty in it. Get up. Yeah, but I... What? 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 You know, it seems what we have here is a failure to communicate. I know. I saw that, too. Listen up, Depot. Listen up. Yesterday, you may have been a big shot, but today, you're my bitch. Now, look up the road. Okay. Now, look down the road. Uh-huh. See any cars coming? No. You're a big sports fan, right? Oh, well, you know. I... Good. Here. Have a pink cigar. Okay. Hurry. Fast. Fast. Come on. Fast. <laughs> yeah. 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 Bye, bye, bye. Biggest names, the best talent. And your home for Miami Dolphins football. Sports Radio 560 WQAM. Miami Dolphins. Lauderdale. Yeah, look.